Testing. Dust. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hello. Are we all good? Are the levels good? Are you happy? Mr. Oh. Dylon? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh. Dylon from the Ilon. Ward Podcast, episode 61. Go. Starting? Why yeah. not? Yeah, we just started. What do you mean? What do you mean? Fuck! What are you doing? Wasn't ready. You you can. Hi, Dan. Hi, Mason. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Mason. Hey, Alex. Hi, Mason. I wasn't ready. What? What do you mean you weren't ready? <laughs> I never go second. I'm always ready. Hi, what order do we usually go in? It's Dan, Alex, then me. Oh, all right. Hi, Best Dan. That's the last. Hi, Mason. Hi, Alex. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dan. All right, you guys are fucking. I don't. I, let's start. Okay. Oh, wait. <clears throat> hem, hem, hem. All right, start the introductions again. No, we're going. We're going right into it. We're Hi, doing Alex. It. No, okay, this we're is, doing it this live. Is, this is not Hi, fun Dan. radio. No one Just wants to hear live. this. Hi, Alex. What's Bye. going on, guys? Bye, subscribers. I don't know. What's up with you, Mason? Oh God, you passed the ball back to me. I'm unprepared. <laughs> you were not ready for that. Uh, what's going on? Uh, fine dining and water. My name. SpongeBob reference. Oh. Hmm. Uh, we're uh, hitting the ground running, boys. Yeah. Um, what's going on? Well, um, I've been insanely busy uh, with school Me too. and whatnot, but I've got some fun stuff to talk about today. I've got some fun stuff to talk about, too. Uh-huh. I did manage to play a video game in its entirety. You want to uh, jump right in? If you want to jump oh, right in, let's yes. jump right no in. one else has anything to talk about. I'll jump right in. I think you should go I'll first. I'll let you have um, first swing at this one. And then I've got something else to talk about. There's something that, that I'll, I'll update about, and I'm actually going to talk about that first. Um... So I decided I'm going to build a computer. And I know for anyone listening, right? You're I've been expecting all, a baby I've been all boy. About, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been expecting... Uh, wait, I've been expecting... He didn't know the gender yet. <laughs> Alex, for, for everyone it. who listens, the boy computer. <laughs> they know that I've been very pro-console because I've played consoles my whole life. But I have... Console. You know, I did play PC a lot back in the day. Um, and since I'm leaning into this VR thing full throttle, I figured I, I might as well make it happen. And so in full I'm, throttle for the PC? Full, full throttle. That's it. That's 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 where this is going. Um, but yeah, so it's just interesting. I wanted to bring it up because I'm going to update. It's going to be happening over the next couple weeks, and I figured I'd update people and anyone listening. Uh, I'm actually going to be making a blog post about it uh, because I'm going to be launching my blog in the next few weeks, and that blog is going to focus on uh, VR-related issues, specifically as they relate to user experience design. Um, but I'm going to throw in some other stuff that just relates to me and gaming and kind of nerd culture. Uh, and specifically, one of the things I'm going to do is post me building a computer. So I figured I'd throw that out there now because it's going to happen over the next few weeks. Is that and one of your deliverables for Andrew's class? No, <laughs> it's not. I was about to punch you in the fucking throat because like, that's not even fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. That's hilarious. The, well, the blog, the blog post the, will the, be. The blog post will be, yeah. Mason, we got um, to compete. We gotta up the blog post posting. There you go. Gotta up with the blog post. No, posting. we're shared. Yeah. We're in the same family. I mean, it's it's obviously I'm gonna reference the Ward podcast in my blog. But the main I, I can the main the main stuff. source of my blog. Um, for those of you listening, there is gonna be some content that's more if you're if you're new to VR and you want to kind of learn some of the terminology and stuff like that. There's gonna be that. Um, I'm also gonna have some video posts and then and then also if you're more. If you're a designer, a game designer, or a non-game designer, because a lot of my focus in VR is is not on gaming, um, there's going to be a lot of that content. I'm, I'm so, sometimes both of those things. And sometimes you're both of those d things. Depending on the day. Depending on the day. So, uh, anyway. Wait, I have a... Can yeah. I write your first headline for your blog? What? Oh, no. 
you won't believe what happened when Dan built this computer. Right. Look at these five <laughs> things that you need in your next computer. That's, that's five it. animals not that's to put in your computer five, case five while building it. Not to put in your. Is gerbil Ten one of ways them? to cook a Only pigeon one with VR? Yeah. Right. Um. So anyway, boobs. Shameless plug done. Um. I did manage to play a video game. If you want to jump right into that. Wait, hold on, wait. But before we talk about you're going to build your first computer. I am going to um, build my first computer. And his last I kind of want to set the table. What are you most concerned about building a computer? Um, That's a great question. Uh, Dog's shitting in the computer, right? So I'm... <laughs> yes, that's, Kelly that's shitting that's in the God, computer, I'm, right? I'm so worried about that. Why is everyone pooping in your computer? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I won't poop in your computer. Okay, so what am I most worried about? <laughs> well, I'm... As you guys know, I think at this point about White. me, I'm an incredibly meticulous person when it comes to learning something new and diving into something. I, I don't... You don't say, Mr. Target. I watched 12-hour limited tutorials. I, I read these five books on this one simple task. I'm the, I'm the kind of person who would rather not... I don't I don't like to learn... Period. Uh, Full stop. By don't like doing. To I don't like to learn. No, I don't like to learn by doing... 100 percent. i like to learn as much as i can about the the totality of a system so like if i'm learning right. when i learned photoshop I, I i wasn't content with just going onto youtube and seeing how to do this one thing because then you're not to me for me the way my mind works i'm not learning the overall tools of how the system mm. works so that the reason i like to learn the entirety of it is that i can then go in and feel like when i decide to do whatever it is i want to do i can go in and do what i want to do and know how to do it versus only knowing how to do this one set thing like make a montage or make it you know what i mean so um so in the in the context making of, montages in photoshop uh yeah you, yeah i took a whole class on montaging and and oh. uh uh compositing and that oh, stuff what? Grad, grad level compositing yeah but, but montaging like if you want a montage not, like that kind montage. of montage. montage collage sorry thank you um, okay i'm See, sorry okay that makes uh, more sense whatever it's early Dan looked at me with such oh, like yeah fucking idiot it's a montage and i'm like is it a montage like when we get really fit it's a montage collage anyway, so 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 establishing so that about me up. um i think that the thing that i am doing the most right now is just really diving into understanding why one would choose certain components over the others. I think mm. the process of, of actually putting it together, I've got down at this point. Um, th I would say the thing I'm the most worried about is... My own strength. Is uh, just when when it's all laid out in front of me, um, if there's something I forgot, you know? I have uh, everything. It's, 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 right, right. It's, it's have like a bunch six of parts, like, right? It's right. Like it's CPU, not, motherboard, GPU, power supply, yeah, hard drive. Yeah, um, and, and if you've read enough, I, I think... The other thing is, I, I, the big trepidation for me is like, when I finally hit that on button and I'm like, if the BIOS doesn't come <laughs> up for some reason, I'm just like, it won't. No. It, won't. it won't. Every, every computer I've yeah. ever built, like, well, actually, no, this one was fine. But what is the BIOS? So the BIOS or is, the is basic software. input, output, yeah. basic input, output system. Ah. Yeah, if um, you don't have an OS installed, all you have is a BIOS, and it's basically right. like a close to the metal software. It's, it's yeah, it's like a really basic and, operating system that's built into the mother motherboard or... CPU motherboard, motherboard. motherboard. yeah motherboard. Um, that allows you to say hey here are the USB things control there's, this, control there's that. no it's software in the CPU organizes the boot right. order it organizes mm. your temps all that stuff if you turn on a PC you don't see the Windows logo first you see like gigabyte it's gigabyte AS rock you know EVGA mm -hmm. it's a logo and that's and it says like press F2 to enter boot menu like that's your you bio. Wanna know some scary shit is when you flash your bios and then you're like wait a minute 
if I do this wrong, this is done. Because if you flash the BIOS <laughs> yeah. and don't do it, fuck up. But your BIOSes are so good now that like they have mouse input and like yeah. they're so much better than they used to yeah. be. They used to just look like DOS prompts. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like, all right, got to um, navigate this with my arrow so, keys. But yeah, so I would say that, that that my biggest trepidation right now. That's the exciting part though. Yeah. Oh, I know. Ooh. Dude, I, I can't wait for it. And it's one of the things, you know, for me, I want to I want to build my own PC. Like I could buy a PC, but I, I like building. I like making things. And so for me, a big part of it is, Hey, turning this on, everything, getting everything to work. I, I'm excited for that, but uh, I am a little concerned just because I do know some friends who have fried their motherboards uh, because of static. I'm not super that, concerned because I don't have carpeting, and I'm not, I'm not gonna like that. And if you fry your motherboard, if you get everything from Amazon, the return policy yeah. is so much better now that you can be like, it came broken. They're like, unless whatever. We're Amazon, <laughs> yeah. we cannot afford to yeah. investigate this. Just send it back. Unless, yeah. unless you're like gliding across the floor in your socks before you start <laughs> right. putting style. your PC together. I keep that bag that it comes, the static bag. Yeah. yeah, you just sit it on that, and you yeah. you do all the components first. But like, yeah. and they have those like electrostatic For you discharge. To short your thing, it would be really hard. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. Since we're talking about PCs and the the making of my uh, I booted up my PC the other day because Windows. So I really don't like Windows. I found I love out Windows. I I can't. Yeah, I'm I not a huge fan. I can't stand it. I don't think it has. I like Windows 10. It's not yeah, but even Windows 10 is not that user friendly. Like I use it at work. I use it at home for for watching Netflix and playing games, and I just don't think it's a good software. But yeah. so it's been trying to um, force an update past like couple weeks, and it's like. Update didn't install correctly. I'm like, all right, whatever. It's like, no, it didn't install correctly. He's like, I don't care. I don't need a new install. It's like, no, look at this prompt. Look at why it didn't install correctly. <laughs> and I look, it's like <laughs> all of a sudden, Dylan's, Dylan's computer turned into a demon, just holding his face down <laughs> to the floor. <laughs> no, it didn't install correctly. Look at this message. In it, I use a wife a USB Wi-Fi card that Mason gave me. At uh, it's like, oh, we can't update over this. I'm like, all right, I don't give a shit. And I was like, fine, whatever. And so I just put a fucking Ethernet cable into my PC and plugged it into the to the router. And and then it updated, and I boot my PC up the other day, and it's just a black screen, and then it just says trying to restore Windows to previous it's version, yeah. and then it's just spinning wheel. And I'm like, uh, and then just sat there for like five minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna try restarting this. Restart it. Comes back up. Trying to restart or restore Windows to the previous update. I was like, motherfucker, this is the last thing I want to deal with tonight. Um, and then it just resolved itself. But I spent a good nice. ten minutes like trying to figure out. I was like, all right, how do I get past this goddamn screen? Because it just does bio screen and then that mm-hmm. fucking computers. And then it's just <laughs> shit like that 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 drives me up the wall. Yeah, yeah it's like when your Mac forced update itself. And I, and I will say that's the thing right that, before the podcast. That, why I think Apple has been so successful. Why I think Apple set up kind of a new paradigm is that by controlling that entire ecosystem themselves, they made it super user friendly so that you could avoid that type of stuff more often than not. And, I, and you know, and, and that still applies for Apple and that still is something to be said. I think, I think because I'm still going to have my awesome MacBook Pro that's souped up and, and a pleasure to use. <laughs> right. Um, but it's going to be for different things than what my, my desktop PC is going to be for. And I, I think that I'm okay with the, the tinkering aspect of, uh, of the, DIY PC uh, and knowing that if it's like if I just want to do very straightforward stuff and not have to think or worry about it I've got my MacBook Pro that safety blanket there you know um but uh yeah I wouldn't do web development or anything but a Mac at this point right you can get virtual machines right. for yeah. the other I stuff. just I yeah. just I can't yeah. well my workflow is so ingrained into the Mac 
ecosystem and yeah. all the software i use like depends on quartz composer which is a mac native thing and like like sketch does in principle too. oh yeah yeah i i like that's the thing i know that as a ux designer i i have to have a mac right now i need to um <laughs> that being said i you know what i like about the the desktop computer is that there are certain things that i can now do so like unity is not vastly different between the two systems no um but what i do like about it is that because the steam vr mm -hmm. uh all of the steam vr stuff that that you can bring into unity and have all these prefabs just ready to drag and drop and and roll with it and i'll have my vive sitting next to my desk and i can prototype really quickly really easily and have a lot of fun with that and 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 start developing products with that 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 excites me i'm super excited about that so i'm going to move from from doing any of my my stuff that i do in unity from mac to windows i will say that uh when you're building your pc you're gonna be holding that 1080 this thing you just spent like 700 fucking dollars on yeah, and you're gonna be like the pcie express slot is way stiffer than it feels like it should be and you're gonna be <laughs> so, like so you're gonna be yeah, forcing so, that thing. I will. There. I will say that's I, like the thing where I was like, if you I are have, ever nervous, I'm. Like, I've replaced. I've replaced hard drives. I've replaced RAM. I have like done stuff inside of computers before, and I definitely know even just like re like reseeding RAM or, or putting new RAM. So in annoying. Right? Always Which is yeah, because I'm like right, this is a wafer. Right. You're like you're gonna break this, but but I do like I having I I don't think I would dive into a PC build had I not at least done some of that before yeah. but I know exactly what you're talking about and I'm and I'm that's is something that is going to freak me out like, I guarantee I feel it like, when I like I like you said when I'm holding this 1080 that cost me $700 and I'm just like yeah, Dan was like get a 1080 with me I was like all right oh wait the 1080 <laughs> is a $700 one no yeah. I want the 1070 no I'm not yeah. I want the 1070 when it's actually at MSRP right now they're still in yeah I know and the, like only, 20 the bucks. only reason like 100 bucks the 1070 yeah, is supposed to be 350 and the 1080 higher too um huh. i thought it was supposed to be 400 yeah no the only reason i'm going 1080 over 1070 is um it's just right. for the the level of vr like if i'm diving into this in a professional capacity you need it I'm oh, you should just get 1080 though. you're building the fucking I'm, thing well, and that's the other thing is i'm going together i'm going to uh, but but right oh, now one for each eye i know 1080 but, in each eye and it will be it will be um doable but right now it's not optimized it makes it shaking that. his head they haven't they have that hasn't come no, out they, yet they, 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 there's nothing that allows but sli is such a fucking no sli is a marketing scheme like it's so hard to change like we can't even well, you get, lose 50 percent of one right. of the, the you, secondary you can't even multi-thread sure. your processor for most software at this point like let alone taking two graphics inputs sure but when we were wandering around the uh the fringes of paxis earlier this year we did the vr demo for like the unreal thing and I was asking the guy what the rig was, and he said, "Oh, it's two 980s, so it's a 980 for each eye." Yeah. And then right next mm -hmm. to it was Rocket League with two screens as a peripheral vision. That was cool. Yep. He was like, "That's three 980s, a 980 for each screen." Yep. Mm. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, so <laughs> when you build, I feel like when you build your first computer, it's like you're having like this is a really dumb example, but like your first kid, and then by the time you build your second, because <laughs> Mason third knows one, about that, you're just like. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, let him eat dirt. No, Drops hey, on the floor, I, blow it off. And, and, I, and I know fine. that I'm going to be overly precious with this be. because it's my first it's one, fun. and I'm investing a lot of money in it. And it's the kind of thing that I'm I I get super proud of building physical things. Like I just I like building things. Um, bodies. But I also that being said, I I don't know if I'll ever like. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I don't know if I'm ever going to build a PC again. Uh, like this is going to be like 
my goal is to just kind of, kind of continually upgrade this one. But there, oh, you will. You will. You have to. There will yeah. be points where like you need to update a fair portion of it, and you're yeah, basically going to pull like, everything out. Building, so this could be. Well, no, you turn your own one to a Plex Media server, and you're good to go. Plex Media server. I will say. I will say in my in my like Google. You know, you know the the tunnels that you go in as you're looking through how to rabbit hole. And, yeah, rabbit hole. Thank you. Um, I I will say that I'm really curious about just plunking down like 400 bucks or 300 bucks and building a, a server for my house now because I'm just like I'm like oh I could I could really get into like playing with I don't know I just anyway. Dan's like, ooh, and then water cooling and uh, overclocking. Oh, when this, so, when this PC's done, this is becoming a home media server for me. Right, exactly. And I'm just going to run. I'm gonna, I was about to ask you, what happened to your old PC? I was like, wait, I bought it. it. Um, I, I am actually, I'm not going to do a custom water cooling, but I am going to get, I'm, because the chip that I'm buying is a 6700K, six, um, so okay. it will allow me to overclock if I want. Um, what's what's the clock speed? Default. Uh, 3.8. 4.2. Uh, yeah. So the clock's well, clock is four point oh overclock up to four point two, I think. Um yeah. is it but a K? it's, it's is it K. A, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Six seven hundred uh, I seven six seven hundred K. Um four point two gigahertz. But I am gonna get I am gonna get a a liquid cooler radiator, uh one of the Corsair ones, just because it's recommended for that chip. Now that's something um, that freaks me out. It's like let's run and I was gonna say right by these. I was gonna say that's something that freaks me out too, and the only reason I'm less freaked out about it. Is that? I mean, I mean, I know, yeah. the, I know the piping's pretty thick. So. I know. So the place I worked over the summer for their gigantic, massive VR rig that they built, they did, admittedly, really cool looking, um, custom like the giant tubes with the you know they they put LEDs through the, the bottom, tubes. so it's like it looks like va- giant vacuum tubes full of liquid and all that kind of stuff, and it's all custom built and all cool. that. When people and it's do cool. that. And I and it's but to me that's like hobby level like like right. you're only doing that. Purely. That's like when you trick out your fucking Civic exactly. with the neon. And I'm like, and okay, it's not making the car faster. Right. Like, what are we doing here? Um, but it's I do not think about making the car like, faster, Mason. It's about making it look cool. I will say that that it, you know, it, cars should always be faster. The liquid cooling systems for CPUs specifically that are kind of that that pre, yeah, pre-built system helps a lot. But you can um, put a big fat heatsink on it too, and it'll do the same thing. Sure, absolutely. This is what um, I have. Just my my heat on. sink is like this big. Right. Exactly. Just glob like on eight thermal inches. paste. Put thermal um, paste over everything. No, don't do that. Don't don't do that. That's <laughs> I'm bad not, advice. I'm not going to. Just everything. Um, take a little taste. But yeah, but I'm right there with you, Dylan. Like, I, there is part of me that's like, oh god, there's liquid in here, and any second it could just poof. But, <laughs> I get one. Of, again, one of the modular power supplies. I mean, just plug in as many. Yeah, the one I'm getting is modular. Because I hate um, the ones that aren't modular just have all the cable snaking cords coming mm, out of it yeah that's the, the case, the case i'm getting has really nice uh cable management there's like a one like a the little guy in there no it's got um, cable middle manager it's got kind of <laughs> this a motherfucker a back panel he thought allows you to so much more send everything up and channel it really easily um in theory the reviews have, i've read have been really good so the thing um, that you should spend money on the most i think is power supply because that's the thing that like yeah no I'm in. I'm getting an 850 always, watt woof. gold uh, bam I'm, I'm spending I'm spending 120 bucks on the power supply yeah I, always, I want to be I able to tell people to spring on the power supply it's one of those things that's like everything I've read and every one I've talked to mm-hmm. um it's it's that kind of thing where the last thing you want is to be underpowered because you're just it's just not worth it and then oh well, if I you over power. if you have consistent power and you overpower then like you know if I do want to get a second. 1080 at some point for if, if it becomes a, a viable thing to have mm-hmm. for VR or whatever, it's there and it's ready. And I'm 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 
going to have a power supply that I can use. Well, that's the, the that. cool thing about the so. new NVIDIA cards, though, is they're becoming way more efficient. So, oh, yeah. like, like, my cards of power suck, the 970, but, like, your card actually takes, I think, less power than mine. My 750 yeah. Ti takes doesn't, none. doesn't even need an external it's power crazy. supply. It's it pulls so it all cool. from the motherboard. It's so cool. That's crazy. I'm just, I bought it, and I was like, there's no there's no power. PSU. Yeah. Just, Put the right stuff. And one of the things, you know, so the main thing about my blog post is going to be how how building a PC for VR relates to that. And and obviously I'm I'm building a very souped up machine, but in my research one of the things I've found is that there, you know, there are way less expensive options if you want to build a VR ready PC. So Mine's Vive ready. And yeah. I built it before the Vive came out and what, it was What card do you have? 970. 970. Um, Mine's bare minimum. The, well, yeah, they were built the recommended for that. one. Yeah. yeah. The um I also got $30 from a lawsuit. The Radeon R9, forget which one it is, Flip 4 or something. Uh, they, they just recently released one that actually everyone has been saying, the reviews have been stellar that if you don't want to sink a ton of money into a system, this particular graphics card, it's like 200 bucks. Yeah. And it it works and it works well. Yeah. So you know there are options out there. Obviously for VR, for yeah. VR. Hmm. Um, it's what the 1050 is supposed to compete with too. Yeah. So I'm you know okay. obviously I'm sinking a ton of money in, but it's just for those listening. If you are looking to get into VR, you can do it pretty cheaply. Um, there are options. So can you do it bigly. <laughs> God damn it. I I I don't know. I was gonna so, say. And I know you want to talk about um, oxen free, but Alex, I kind of want to hear your thoughts on building a computer. You, no, no, on the debate. <laughs> No, oh. I want to hear because Alex has been playing Oxen Free as well. Oh, so I kind of want Alex to see. So you're two thirds of the game. Okay, yeah. you finished it. Yes. So I kind of wanted you to tee up the discussion because I don't want to have it. I know this is shitty, but I don't want. I want to play this game because you guys right. are raving about it. Yeah, and, 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 and I, honestly, there's a lot about this game that we just can't talk about right. without diminishing your own experience. So I was kind of hoping that that Alex, you can kind of give us your rundown. Totally. And then Dan, you can kind of jump in and you know. So. Again, all this Dylan with the caveat, the <laughs> just kidding. all the all the Whatever. caveat of not giving too much away. Have you played it, Dylan? No, but I, when I had you when I had Sam it, and Ruthie on, Sam was talking really about, about it. Too. Okay, yeah. okay, so you, so cool. you probably know a little bit about it then. I don't even know what it looks like. I was in my head. I was okay. trying to think of like a good succinct way to describe it. Is it like the Goonies? So in that Wait, no. Okay. No, oh. I mean so, like in the sense of like a team, no. like a, exploratory. Oh, no. Okay. It's right. it's like I mean I tried. Well, I'll let Alex go in, but what, before but I will say, Dylan, you and you, the games that you really enjoy. Yes, Dylan, you're you going to love this. To if I come game. back and I'm like, like I fucking hate Oxen. And then and then that's your prerogative. That's cool. Um, okay. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to talk about the. I'm not going to talk about the visual style. I'll just say it's beautiful. You can talk um, about visuals, though. I can't. Okay. Um, and I know words. The words have not been invented well, yet. I think we can talk a little bit okay. about it. It does an incredible job of creating atmosphere yes. in every single scene. Um, and every... Okay, I can't talk about that. Um, it takes what Telltale does with conversations and storytelling and mm -hmm. makes it that much more fluid. Ooh. Um, and the, it, dia the, the dialogue is really oh, God, good. The writing, the writing is so good. How long is it? It took me about six hours, but that being said, there. Hold on, hold on. There are some six whole hours. There are some collectible-ish <laughs> components to the game that, if you choose to do, which I did, uh -huh. uh, that adds a little bit. Yeah, you don't I, have I know. To do that. I know I'm gonna have to go back because I, I missed something earlier. Right, and, and that's go fine. back. It, and that if you want to do that, um, I would say you could probably finish it in about four and a half to five. That's not so bad. Yeah. It's, it's just not. been so like it's, it, it's honestly it's about the same length and pace as Firewatch. Is it on so, is it on Mac? Uh I think it's on everything. I think it's on everything. So next regatta just this, <laughs> in the car. this game is like everything about this story are the things that I love. So 
red, black, um, metal, a little bit. Um, I and I can't like if you know me, which you guys do, like you can pick up on some of that stuff. Powdered donuts. Um, there are no powdered donuts, unfortunately. Um, I love powdered donuts. Um, why did no one comment on that gift? That was a magnificent gift. It was. Oh, that was a magnificent yeah. gift. <laughs> um, it's a gift of a guy doing blow. So the very very, if you Google this game, the sentence you will see without clicking any links is is inspired by 1980s teen horror movies. Oh, that seems very fitting for. But also inspired by Twin Peaks. Oh my God! And H.P. Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft and who's use your own adventure? Who's played (laughs) Alan Wake? You played Alan Wake. I have not. You played Alan Wake. Dylan has has played Alan Wake. So it's it's less. Creepy, scary than Alan Wake, but yeah, it's very colorful. But, but so Dan's advice to me was to the tone of Alan Wake. You will love Oxenfree. Okay, yeah. Dan's advice to me was to sit in my apartment in the dark and play it alone. Uh, That's Dan's advice for everything yeah. lately. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just doing my taxes, and he's like doing the dark alone. I'm trying to think of something mundane. Dan just walked into the room and flipped the lights off. He's like, hey. <laughs> but you haven't, lived, you haven't lived until you've done your so taxes I, in the I dark at two in the morning. I was playing it last night, and I took his advice, and I had to like pause the game multiple times and be like, "Fuck this," because oh, it is it so is a it, it does like it's such a good job of being oh, creepy, nice, but it, not but not scary. Not scary. It's, just, it's this it's, it's unsettling. unsettling, unsettling, so unsettling. Stranger right Things did oh. that really well. Yeah, with oh. the there, upside down. Stranger there, Things is a great comparison. Yeah, there's yes. Anything was never really scary. It was no, but the Oxen Free is is almost like that same tonality of Stranger Things. Nice. Yeah. Not like nice. Yes. Yeah. Um. So here's my favorite part of this game. There are a lot of games that try to do walking or slow movement or anything like that, and always feels sluggish and frustrating. They have like nailed that perfect balance between deliberate movement and snappy controls. Mm-hmm. It never two and a, two and a half D. Oh game. God. Um. Yeah. It never feels. Like frustratingly slow. It's so good. People complain about that a lot with uh, everyone's gone to the Rapture. Yeah. The walk speed slow. Where they had to update Is the it? walk speed. I think another game that did the the walking thing really interestingly was um what's that ghost game that um the novelist that I gave you the copy of Geist? I, no Ghostbusters two D two point five D game <laughs> that two. one. Ghost game, um, ghost game that you gave me a copy of two point five D. Oh oh yes um I know ghost we talked about Asian. um Kentucky Route Zero. I think Route Zero has you move, you click to move. You know, it's a point and click game, but like the, the walking is very uh, stuff is happening in the environment while you're moving. And I'm sure it's different yeah. than that, but no, it's, it's like the same principles there, and you're gonna fucking love this game. Yeah, I'm excited. Totally, Dylan needs to buy it so I can play it on his shared library. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I can play No Man's um, Sky now. <laughs> I will say th- oh, there are oh. there are a bunch of really cool <laughs> no, like, it's gonna be UI, my save, so don't touch that UI UX sure things like the the main mechanic of the game, like. It's used in a bunch of different ways, and the way it comes up visually is is so smart. And where you look at it on the screen, like how you control it, it's just every little thing about this game adds to the whole. It sounds yeah. purposeful. It's it is. So it is purposeful. purposeful. And what's, what I love about it is it's it's just the right amount of complexity, so it keeps things really simple, mm-hmm. and yet adds makes me think, but not too much. The right. Well, it's not. I don't. I don't mean in terms of tonality and narrative. I mean in terms of of UI. Yeah. Okay. Um. It's it's it's. There are no overly complicated mechanics whatsoever, and yet the mechanics that are in place are done so in such a deliberate fashion that it, it always is adding to driving the narrative, helping you feel immersed, and creating this world. The, 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 the main premise that I, that I can say is that you're on an, an island in the Pacific Northwest. Um, 
which I also love. Which like, is, is great. That's so dope. the Wicker Man? Um, <laughs> the bees! <laughs> the other, why was it burned? <laughs> the other thing I will say about this game is like... Well, the, I want to ask a question about what you just said. Um, so one thing that I have a problem with Telltale games is that I feel like if I wasn't interacting with it, it'd be the same game. Yes, and this game is... you ha- like. And I think that totally different. It's awesome. Totally it's cool. because you've, and you. And I, I think that Telltale tells great stories, but I'm telling you, like I feel like that the um, interaction. To put it later, into perspective, also the main writer on this game was one of the main writers on uh, Tales from the Borderlands. Well, that's fucking yeah. sweet because I so, really that, that's that. their best one. Wait, so I did, I kind of get the sense that I'm not changing too much. You, okay, so you know the first choice I made. Yes. Did you make a different choice? Wait. Oh, this is gonna be Which fun. First game? choice. Um. I mean, we can uh, talk. About, yeah. we, we, let's wait. Yeah, and we, we can just, when we actually get it. Play it. Yeah, I, and I think I think you. I I, I really want the two of you. I'll play it. Yeah. I'll buy not it. Play I wish it, I bought it when it, it was on sale because it was like seven bucks. Um, it's gonna be on sale on the Halloween sale. I say it's worth it to, to give these guys twenty bucks. Like, oh, it's so worth playing this no, game. No, no, don't do that. It's so worth. Oh, it. You guys owe me money anyway, so doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so without giving any spoilers away or giving like, and the other thing is, don't like. Don't have expectations. No, and that's not what I'm saying. Just just go into it with this idea of So one of the things I noticed when I was watching you play Alex is yeah. there the that certain mechanic you you kept at first trying to like treating it like a game. Treating it like a game. Yeah. Treat this really as an immersive narrative the same way that like Firewatch was and um go for that uh Go for it in the in the sense of I just want to be enveloped by this and kind yeah. of go for the ride. And and I think if you do that, oh, yeah. you'll have fun with it. Well, the thing with me is that I I never go into a game and if the story is good or fantastic, I'm never like, oh, there wasn't enough gameplay in it. Yeah. Yeah. I will always be the reverse. I don't care how uh mechanically sound it is, if the yeah. if the if the that story isn't yep. up that to comment snuff, was, I don't care. More for the, for Mason oh, as, okay. as he left well, the room. Yeah. Uh, but um, Mason, for, for you, Dylan, I think I, just like this story, um, I I think you're gonna find it really enjoyable. All right. Yeah. Well, I won't set my expectations too high because I don't want to be no. like judging it the second I walk in. But no, I'll I'll, I'll look at. It. I'll I, don't, it. I I think that's the other thing. Like, try not to judge it until after. Just let yourself mm. go into it. Let yourself enjoy it. Let it envelop you. Well, so- and. <laughs> Let it unfold you, yeah. And, and then we can, you. and then we can, and then we can kind of talk about it critically after. Okay. Um, because I think that you'll, I think that you'll just get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Like for right. me, it was one of those things where I just, yeah, it was a Saturday night, and I was like, I've been working all day. I just Kelly was away for the weekend, and I was like, I need to just decompress. And so I downloaded this game. I turned the lights off, and I'm sitting in my living room, and I started playing at nine o'clock at night on a Saturday. And I just, I just went there. I went into that world. I let it envelop me, and I didn't think about it at all, and just enjoyed it. And you, you know, two o'clock. I, yeah, I was about to say six hours went by, and, <laughs> and and then I was, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to bed now. But that was fucking awesome. And then I woke up the next morning and kind of thought about it and read about it. But it was like, it just, re- I really enjoyed it. The um, uh, Mason, welcome back, real quick. The point Dan was making as you left was that the main mechanic I was talking about earlier, when Dan watched me play, I was still treating it like a video game like doing things that were like me playing a game rather than me existing in the narrative. And his advice was don't do that. And I, I found through trying it that way that it doesn't actually change anything. You'll yeah. know when to use the mechanic. Yeah, exactly. So 
Um, Dylan was Dylan was gonna. You were, oh, go you're about to say something. Well, I wanted to say that. Um, I I think I've kind of learned from judging games for the first five. I mean, obviously, Oxen Free is only five six hours long, but right. with Mafia, there were a lot of things that were frustrating the hell out of me in yep. the first five mm-hmm. hours. Yep. Yeah, that kind of just went away. You learn. You learn the stop, game. Like what? Stop. Uh, the driving. I talked about the driving mm-hmm. last week. Um, yep. driving right. gets driving frustrating. Mafia too sucked. Um, they put a speedometer and a rear uh rear view mirror mm-hmm. on the UI whenever you enter a car. Yep. Which the rear, rear view mirror is fine, but skeuomorphic, so it's shaped like a rear view mirror, and it's yep. kind of like in your face about it. And then the speedometer, it's not a dial, but it's it's a gauge that goes left and right. The speedometer doesn't add anything. It doesn't do end. anything. Yeah. And your car is never fast enough, so it like tops out at like 140, and most cars don't go above 90 or 100. Yeah. So there's like no point for the extra 40 miles. Um, yeah, and it doesn't add anything. Like I, the sensation of speed should be. Uh, what's enough but you get car upgrades later on so i'm sure yeah. you can top it out which you saying something about the speed limit and police is, is that so a thing? I, that actually does in my game i turned you can turn on realistic road rules uh. oh it has a prompt in the beginning of the game that you turn on but i have it on and like the cops like get mad at me because i like just blow through red lights all the time and they're just like hey um, lincoln but i'm still in the hollow where the cops don't give a shit let's come back to this because i i want to hear more about mafia 3 but just to wrap up oxen free mm. but yeah and your so point my, about- my point is that like or the thing with uh ori in the blind forest like i kind of want to go back and restart ori because yeah and i was you know i was commissioned to review it you know the sure. first five hours so sure. i was taking a very critical eye of those first five hours and that's yeah. why i was like hey a lot of these mechanics, like it, you die so much in the first five hours because you just because it's a Metroidvania game. Yep. You just don't have enough. You're just not equipped well enough. And yep. It's just kind of not fun to play in certain right. parts. Or like when you die, you lose all your progress, and you literally have to backtrack to like, all right, where did I get this item? Yep. Where is it? Blah blah blah, and th- things like that. That I'm yeah. sure if I finish that game, they would the have the sense gotten, of accomplishment of of working through the difficulties becomes yeah greater because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing, like, well, so first of all, with Oxenfree, you know, I, it's not a perfect game, and I don't, I don't want to say that it is. Um, and so certainly there are things that we can be critical of, and we can all talk about after you guys have played it. Um, but because of the type of game it is, that's why I'm stressing to you to just kind of like go in and just, just, just let it be what it is, and just enjoy it. Consume um, because. It's the type of game where it's at its best when that's the case. It's it's at its best when you don't know anything about it, when you're going into it, and you just want to escape and and let that be your escape because it does that really well. It does immersion really well, and it does connection to the characters really well. Um, I'm getting a lot of vibes from Life is Strange, the way you're describing it. Oh, absolutely. And that's the other thing. I was going to say, like knowing how much you love Life is Strange, it's got a very similar feel. And I think I think knowing how much you love that game... I think you're going to really enjoy this. Um, so anyway, that's, that's, that's my only thing. Like, let's, let's talk about it critically. Cause no, it's not a perfect game. And there are things we can talk about that do or don't work. There's a lot we can talk about with the narrative. There's some stuff we can talk about for the game mechanics. Um, but I think, I mean, I know, I know when we have the talk in a few weeks about best of list for the year for me, it's definitely on that list for me. Um, this list is going to get so hard to make. I know, but, um, You'd be like eighty games. You're like, all right, we got pick ten. <laughs> got pick ten. Um, but it's it's. I think I just. I'm really excited. I'm so excited you're enjoying it, Alex. And because I had such a great time with it, I'm really excited for you guys to jump into it. If you don't like it, no big deal. It's not going to offend me. 
Um, but I am excited to talk about it. So I will, I will persecute you based on your views till the end of the earth. Damn. <laughs> anyway, so we'll come back to Oxenfree. Um, well, I, but there was one thing that Alex did talk about that I think we can talk about now is that you're talking about purposeful movement. Mm. And I wanted you to kind of like talk a little bit about yeah. what works so well about that. So, sorry, I, I know we can move on. After no, this, no, but sorry. I want to I wanna hear about just what works for that. I'm only giving it a critical thought right now in this mo in this moment, but like you know, movement is is like the main mechanic in so many games mm -hmm. um, that I spend a lot of time like feeling if it like if it doesn't feel good or feels weird, it kind of sucks. You know, if I'm moving too slow and I can't move faster and I want to, but here's the thing though, I never feel like I want to move faster in this. See, that's really exciting because I feel like in Telltale, I feel like the walking around parts, I feel like oh, I'm just I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to get to the next cutscene right, or the yes. next dialogue point, right. and I think that is it. You talked about this last week when we talked about how Mafia moves you through the menus in a way that feels faster with the animation in the intro. You know how it starts and it shows you the... Yes. And I think that... I think it's the same thing. With I think it's the same thing. It, right? I think you, it's you, the camera. You feel like you're... It doesn't... However they frame the scene, you feel like it's purposeful and... Totally. And then... So there's another element I haven't mentioned. There's so much going on. There's, Ghosts. There's all... Well, yes. There's always a conversation. You joke. And there's always stuff to look at. So you're being stimulated in multiple awesome. ways. That's why I figured it was going to be. So there's that. And yeah. that's not just like a thing that makes you forget the movement. But even, but even when the conversation is done, you know, and there actually are points where your movement speed is faster. Like you're going across a farther distance. Like it automatically accounts for that. Yep. So the art style is like a geometric kind of painterly looks um, sort looks of like paper is craft it, kind paper of. Papercraft stylized yeah. art direction. It's like half papercraft, half um, smooth, low poly 3D. Okay. Yeah, well, I guess in that case it'd be high poly, but like it's, it's, yeah, and it almost has like a feeling of cell shading without being cell shading because it's not a three D game. Um, it's it's two and a it, half. It's D. got a style. It's got a style. Yeah, yeah. for but, sure. But the characters aren't modeled; they're flat, right? Mm, no, they are, are modeled. Are they sprites or are they modeled? I don't remember. It's really hard they're, to they're determine because there is a three sixty view for your character. You can spin around. Yeah, you're right. Wait, but can you, you can spin fake or is it is it no, you can spin. is it just flip? It? Okay, yeah. Um. Because uh, yeah. there, there was a one scene where I was like intentionally pacing back and forth and oh, okay. spinning around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what they do in uh, Broken Age. That yeah. mm. character looks flat, but it's actually like a really, really thin 3D model. But yeah. they actually allow it to do some more interesting gestures with it. But yeah, I mean, I mean the the movement is such a huge part of that game feel. Like knowing that this feels right. Uh, also, the score and sound oh, design. Yeah, God, the score yes. and sound design are fantastic. Cool. Um, and I can say that without giving anything away. Uh, track two, excellent. <laughs> track three, pretty okay. Track no, four, but it's, so it, I'm just good. It, it, the way that it appeals to that immersive environmental let let it like I know I keep saying this like let it surround you, just go into it, let it let do it be. It. But but they they do that well with with the sound design, with the voice. Acting, I felt like Firewatch did that really well. Firewatch, like, I, really I was like a hundred and percent on board. The single game that I can most relate this game to is Firewatch. Yeah, um, I love Firewatch. So have at it. Um, I, and I like I, we said before, like the farther I get from Firewatch, the more I, I appreciate what it was. Oh, totally. The can't, I still can't believe I never found the turtle. It was at the beginning. I didn't no, find the turtle either. before you got Ooh. to the lake with the boombox. Mm. The turtle. Oh. Y'all throw the boombox in the water. Oh yeah, I, I took it, it back to my. Tower. I took it back. I, I took it, it back, back too. too. I played that fucking thirty second loop yep. of that song so much to the point where yep. Sarah was like, "This sucks." <laughs> I'm really excited to play it. I will play it. 
Nice. Um, I also think it's funny Dylan that will it, buy it, and then we can both play. We kind of—I well, mean, I can buy it. I mean, we kind of all missed it. Like it was off of all rate. Like it came out in January, but it was well, on any of our radars. Well, Night, Night Studios um, doesn't mean anything. But when I when we talked about it on uh, uh, when Sam was on, like Night Studios, like the tweet about it. So it was right. like, hey, they're nice. they're paying Sweet. attention to radar. The Xbox you're playing it on? Yes. Xbox. Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I thought you were playing on Mac. No, I I don't know if it's available on Mac, but I believe it is. It probably, um, yeah. I know it's PC, PS4, and Xbox One. I think it's also on. It's Mac. on Unity. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a Unity game. Pop, so, skip, yeah. and jump to. I'm playing on an Xbox, and I've also been jumping before between like the Netflix, HBO, and Overwatch apps. So every time I want to play Overwatch, Overwatch app. here's my very very brief. Oh, uh, what future have we entered? My very very brief anger about the Xbox UX because it is a larger anger. I'm going to contain my it. My anger for you. I can never Overwatch again. Never that fucking. Oh, we were going to talk about that too. Suck it. Um, I never yeah. go the right direction to find Oxen Free. It makes me angry. Oh, let me. Let me. We've 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 made a. We've said how much yes. the Xbox UX sucks. It's not good. I was using it over the weekend because I was at Austin's house and he has an Xbox One S. Which the Xbox One S from a um industrial design standpoint is, is sexy. awesome. Yeah, it looks it great. Is so great looking. And the con- the new controllers are great. But man, yeah, so they look it's like a- so great until you turn it on. And I'm like, fuck <laughs> this. Yep. So the, the, the new controllers look like a hybrid of the regular ones and the elite ones. What are they like? How do they the feel? controllers? Yeah, it's just like a lighter version of the elite ones. Okay. Like the rubbery back. Yeah, I think they enhanced. D pads. They, they really did good. something with the triggers yep. and the bumpers too. Sweet. The thing that's fun about playing on Xbox is the rumble triggers work, and I think that the rumble triggers is a really underused feature mm-hmm. or a under celebrated feature because it's it's pretty fun. It's cool when you're using it. Like we were playing Halo, and as the clip empties, the trigger vibrates more and more, so you kind of know. <laughs> that's cool. I don't know. Like, that's really things cool. Like, like that. yeah. You play anything else? Uh, Overwatch. Talk about Overwatch for a second. Yeah, you go for it because I talked about it last time. You t- you tell me about your so experience. So I fell off Overwatch pretty hard. Like I just stopped playing it because I just I I uh, come back. Didn't have a reason, but I was home. I was in Charlottesville over the weekend, and I brought my PC, so we were all playing in one room. So we all played Overwatch, and Overwatch when you're around people that you're playing with feels so good because it's so easy to make plays in that game in a way that like. The same way that I feel like when I'm playing soccer or playing um, any any sport where you can be like, you can kind of motion to someone else to go do something and you make something happen really quickly and the abilities synergize so well. Like, because yeah. I was like, Austin, go Reinhardt. I'm going to go McCree and we're just going to fucking, we're going to push the fucking point together and like, you can do little things or you have, um, Evan was playing as Zarya so he can fire the Graviton burst and then you can do all these combo stuff and it just, it's so quick and it's so good at like letting it's you feel. It's so much better with teamwork. Yeah, like and the teamwork yeah. makes, it. and I think Rocket League's the same way. When you when you have a good oh, Rocket yeah. League pairing or triple play, it's fun. That I mean, we'll, well, let's keep talking about Overwatch, but that's a good segue into why I'm excited about the Nintendo Switch. Sure, um, but yeah, when I played the the Horde mode, which I think PVE and uh, Overwatch is sweet. It's everyone fun. doing their segues like now we're going to talk about this, bringing in this topic. Segway, adorable. The, I'm the actually photo for on this a segue series. right now. The photo <laughs> for the series needs to be a segue. Um, anything, anything else? What, what did you think of the the fact that they yeah. added a lot of narrative into this little horde mode thing? It was kind of that was oh, cool. Yeah. I, thought, I thought all the cuts were cool and the, and the cinematics were cool. And it was cool how they introduced like pretty much they bring in like Reaper as like this big bad guy and he comes in and, like there's a whole like mini cinematic about yeah. it. Is this uh, Doctor Junkenstein? So this is for Halloween. I know mm-hmm. nothing about yep. Halloween update. Yeah. Except new skins. Look at the someone's got a jack o' lantern cool. on yeah. his head. Reaper has a jack o' lantern. Pretty awesome. cool. Um, also, 
uh, Mercy, the medic, has the most shamelessly sexy witch costume that they've made yet. It's like, oh, <laughs> Dan shaking his head. <laughs> I'm okay. She's with it. not I, real, I, Alex. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, whatever. But um, his love for her. It is. does speak to the fact that they'll have. They might have plans for more horde mode in the future, and they're I think just kind of testing the waters. Mod. Horde mod. I want to play Gears Four. Yeah, Speaking of horde mode. That's on my list. I like that game. Horde You're gonna mode. get it with your. I'm gonna get it when I get my ten. There's like eight other fucking like shooters coming out. Apparently, um, Battlefield One's really good. Evan and Austin bought it yesterday. Titanfall Two's coming out. I'm excited about Titanfall Two. I have a, I have a really quick Red Dead Redemption story. Okay. Um. So when Red Dead Redemption One came out. I was all about it. I, I honestly had paid no attention to the game. So playing it was totally new to me. I was like, this is fucking amazing. So the whole Westworld thing of white hat, black hat, like I went full black hat and I just for shits and giggles, I got an NPC hacking main you know, frame, like the town, you know, just like the farmer's daughter or something tied her up, took her to the train tracks later on the train tracks and just sort of stood around and waited. Train comes, runs her over and I get bloop, bloop, five gamer points dastardly. And that was, that was just so cool. Like, hey, you're, we're rewarding you for playing this game the way you wanted to. And it, I don't know if they do this in Xbox One, but it was great when they hid the what right. you had to do to get an achievement. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't know you got that. Like the one in Fall, or Fallout, uh, Half-Life 2, where it's like pick up the can or throw the can at oh, the guy. Yeah, totally. Just like compliant or defiant. That Love that. Far. I did one's a good game. Mm-hmm. It's a really good yeah. game. Um, and actually, you know, speaking about um, Red Dead and what Red Dead does the overworld really well, I felt like that the open world of Red Dead really added to that game. Mm-hmm. I never felt like it was, there was never like sprawling expanses I had to travel that it wasn't, it just, the narrative of Red Dead carries you so long so well and you're never going anywhere without having a conversation or the, like, mm-hmm. and it sounds similar like how Octopus, like you're constantly filling space with story or there's no, there's not a lot of dead air. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think it's one thing that I'm having a problem with Mafia where I feel like I'm just going around this world, not the main story missions, but I feel like I just don't like navigating. I think oh. the world looks great. Mm-hmm. And I think Louisiana or whatever, say in Bordeaux, what's it called? New Bordeaux. New Bordeaux is sweet. I think it's a fucking awesome location. I think they, they really did a good job of capturing the feel of that area. I just really, the point to point travel, I just don't like in open world games anymore. Oh, I never bought, I mean... <laughs> If the driving feels good, which I've gotten used to Mafia's driving, I'm getting really good at drifting around yeah. corners. Um, <laughs> I always always love driving in GTA. Like even if it was like you were in in GTA Five, if you were in uh, Los Santos and you had to go up to Blaine County or wherever the wilderness part was, that's like a good ten minute drive. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome just kind of going up that coast road. And yeah, just like seeing I have how a hard fast time with go. that. Where I uh, I like. I use the cab system in GTA nonstop. Speaking, but then you also ride everywhere in Witcher 3. So... No, I use the signs. That's not what you said a couple weeks ago. You said I, you... I mean, I'll use the signs, but I also, like, I like going through... So, okay, so that's a good point. So, like, in Witcher 3, though, like, there's so much stuff you can find from A to B to do in Witcher 3, because Witcher 3 is so, so dense. Like, you find, like, whether it's... You can play, um... What's the card game? Gwent. Gwent. Or Witcher contracts in the towns, or like I feel like there's a lot. Witcher Three is very dense to me. I feel like Mafia is dense too because I mean, and maybe you have to wait till a little bit more um, once you've unlocked more of the districts. But there's a certain point where like you're you're driving around and then there's an enemy ca- uh, car that you have to follow and they're going to take you to a stash house or you're a bunch of hitmen are going to roll out 
Like, you know, I went over this bridge and then immediately two Hitman cars just like came at me. And one was like in this old beat up junker of a pickup truck and they just like start ramming into me and everyone goes off the road and everyone has to roll out. And No, no, and I think that like I'm not my it's not that I just feel like whereas like, okay, so if there's a narrative in The Witcher, I feel like everything I'm finding between point A and point B is reinforcing that narrative or adding to it. Whereas I feel like in Mafia 3, I'm constantly taking down this money meter that I have to get to get to the next narrative beat. Um, And I, I that's just my take on that loop. However, I think that the narrative parts where Mafia is actually telling its story are fantastic. And like I think that game is a really good example of justifying why you're going to murder the shit out of everyone. Because yeah. I have never, I feel bad playing GTA, partly because when you play GTA and you live with a cop, it's kind of weird to play a game where you're shooting at cops. Tim, all watch time. this. Which then the Tim, and then Tim plays and he's like, oh, and he's like shooting them all up. So I'm like, whatever, fuck you, dude. But I still feel bad. <laughs> and um, in this game, I'm like, fuck you. I'm going fuck, I'm gonna kill everyone. Because Lincoln, he's got to go. So, so they established the character. Well, oh, well they established yeah. the character and they established the world because, you know, it's racist 1968 in the American South. And so you don't really see this early on because you start out in the poor blacker neighborhoods. So there's not... Were you born a poor black child? Yes. You were born a poor black orphan. That's not a joke. That's literally... Oh, we're, his. Okay, we're not talking about the jerk here. That's actually what happened. Oh, yeah. I've never seen the jerk. So oh, that shit. reference okay. means nothing to me. Oh, so you, you just thought I was being an asshole then. Okay. I mean, that's nothing new. Yeah. Oh. Anyways. Oh, quick on the uptake. Continue. But once you go up into the richer neighborhoods, you go to downtown or whatever, people start like are a little bit more distance with you, you know, all the white upper middle class people. But outside of like the main story thread, like there's there's obviously there's racism in the story or in the in the game, but the, it it's never pushed at me much except for this one part. I walked into the store having no idea that this was like a no blacks allowed store. I walk into the store and the shop owner behind the register is like, you blind boy. And he walks up and gets in my face. He's like, we don't serve you here. And so all I did was wow. I hit the melee button and Lincoln grabs him by the throat and then just slams him into the ground and he's knocked out. And then I went and robbed his cash register and took his uh, tact vest and <laughs> so ran would you, out. Would you say you learned a lesson about uh, empathy there? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, the guy was being racist. Of course, I'm gonna take his shit. No, that's fair. I uh, I don't care if it reinforces I've had a really hard time figuring out which buttons interact and which ones melee because B is interact <laughs> or B is melee, X is interact. That's a, that's a bad thing. So to get I, I was doing this mission where I have to go save all these prostitutes in the hollow, which is like the poor yeah. neighborhood, and I just kept punching prostitutes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Lincoln, come on, man. And like they're like they're strung out too, so they're all on drugs, like crawling around. And it's just Lincoln goes in, just kicks him in the throat. I'm like, Lincoln, no. <laughs> and I look like an asshole. So I saved all these prostitutes, but they're also in worse shape because I've now. You've beaten them. Well, it's, beaten them. It's, it's difficult because the button prompts. <laughs> funny, but it's kind of fucked it's kind, up. It's kind of funny. The button prompts for interaction with interacting with stuff in the world is is in world, kind of like um uh Tomb Raider. So you know Contact how Tomb Raider. Yeah, the, you know the X button appears over the doorknob. So if you're at the right camera angle, Lincoln just blocks out the prompt. Mm-hmm. So you're like, am I close enough to interact with this door? And he's like slamming into the door. Also, I have this awesome picture. It's on my PC. Uh, I'll send it to you guys, but. So when someone comes around a corner, uh, and you can you can kill them, you hit the B button. And he comes out with his Bowie knife, slits their wrist, and then pulls them in. Um, and that's their, his silent kill. It, similar to what Sam Fisher does in Splinter Cell Blacklist. But there is this doorway I was standing behind, and this guy comes up, I slit his wrist, and I go to like drag his body. Wrist or his throat? I mean his throat. 
slit his throat or slit his wrist, whatever, whatever he's into. Uh, Let him die slowly. <laughs> and I put him in a bathtub. <laughs> 2004 emo from Orchard. I come down the street. Uh, and I pull him around the, the, the door frame, but he gets caught in the door. So his body is just like clipping through this door and then his head disappears. His head like folds into his body. Cut it off. So it's just it's just this this kind of headless, limpless body just <laughs> hanging halfway through this door. Game has some jank. And then a second guy comes through, and I do the same thing to him, and then he gets clipped. And so it's just <laughs> these two bodies stacked on top of each other inside this door. I had the thing happen where um you can so if you're like behind cover and they're on the other side of cover and you're sneaking around, you can pull them over the cover and kill them on your side of the cover. Yeah. So I was behind like a four foot wide two foot tall and maybe like one foot deep thing but the game thought it was a full-size table so i reach across them and then he teleports farther away and then i drag this stiff body over nothing like it just looks like i'm like ripping him through space and time (laughs) so um that was kind of fucked up and a lot of games have the thing where it's like oh i need to open this door so he hits x and then he slides across the floor so he's properly aligned with the door yeah and then that stuff i mean the stealth in that game is super fun because you just feel like you feel like People should be seeing what I'm doing, but I'm still having fun because I'm just eviscerating fools with this knife. And like, so like from distance from like me to that corner of this room, which is like 10 feet away, if I grabbed you and stabbed you into the throat, I'd hope that you would, someone else would notice that, but not in Mafia's world. And it's fun. It's not, it, it, the yeah. game gets out of the way of itself and I yeah. really enjoy that nice. part. You haven't even unlocked the silence pistol yet. I keep, I, when do you get it? You have to do, you have to give uh, Vito enough districts. Have you uh, even met Vito yet? He's the Italian dude. That's the thing. When we were talking about time with Oxenfree earlier, like, I feel like I've played Mafia for a very long time. I've only put two hours into it on Steam. <laughs> and that has been, like, the main use of my gaming time. Put 18 hours into Mafia. So. It's a, it's a, I, I think that, man, the way it sets its story up, though, like, it is one of the coolest openings, one of the coolest framing devices. It's this docudrama kind of thing. It's nice. the characterizations. The mocap on the actors is so good where like they're doing subtle things with their faces and they're reacting to people in a way that I, I think that Rockstar does really well sometimes. I think, yeah. I think the actor um, plays Lincoln is Lincoln's is killer. Awesome. I think the FBI guy is really great. Yeah, Donovan's cool. Donovan's cool. I think um I really liked Ellis. Um his brother. Yeah, his adopted brother. Um or is real bro- I don't remember. I, I think Lincoln as a character to play as is really fun because Lincoln is this big dude yeah and he he's just, just intimidating he's just huge and his arms are just fucking huge and like you feel when he becomes unbridled lincoln you're like oh fuck i've unleashed this weapon on uh new bordeaux and uh the game does a really good job of like making you feel like and it's it's what narrative needs to do in a game like that where it narrative needs to reinforce the behavior of the play to me yeah, that's what i think it needs to reinforce whatever story you're telling is reinforce what i'm about to do and I feel like totally. the game sets up Lincoln as this guy that burned this city down. And when you start playing it, you're like, I'm going to burn this city down, <laughs> which is sweet. It's really fucking cool. That's awesome. And, so, oh, my so God. The music cues. Mason, you've played two hours. Dylan, you said you've played about 17. Yeah, 17, 18. Uh, are you both at your various points? Are you I mean, you going to continue with it? Keep keep rolling with it? Is it something you... Yeah, I just haven't had time, and I'll, but yeah. I'll probably do it at a slower, slower rate now. Because yeah. I, I, I did go back into it, and I was like... Uh, a little bored yeah. but then I just changed up my, my gameplay style because beforehand uh-huh. I was playing really stealthily yep. it was like I was being very meticulous and slow yep. but now I'm doing a little bit hybrid of alright I'm being meticulous like there was a point where you have to raid this coast guard station because it's been taken over by um, the mob the Italian mob and you're you're killing people and you're walking through you know the white you know painted wood of a coast guard 
station yeah. that you normally see. And then there's this balcony. So I had taken out the guy I needed taken out. And then there's a balcony with a sniper rifle on it. And there was about, and there was like two lanes of docks like going away from me. And there was like five guys on the docks. But I didn't need to kill them. I could have just left. So I just walked up to the balcony, picked up the sniper rifle. I had been going stealthy up to that time. And I just started, you know, sh- taking people out. And like then I, do. And then I jumped over the balcony, ran onto the dock, jumped into a boat, and then sped off. And nice. so, so I think my play style was getting kind of repetitive. But yeah. He was switching up. I have enough. a hard time playing stealth in a game for a long time. I like stealth mechanics, but man, it, it my patience it wears my wears me down after mm. a little while. My patience gets sick. Yeah. I'm at a point with stealth games where I have to really, really love the entire like the the game, the aesthetic, the narrative, like the story. Because I've played so many stealth games that yeah. the mechanic itself um, isn't anything new to me. So yeah. I have to like something more than that. Well, that's where I think the successful Assassin's Creed games balance it really nicely yeah totally um, and then that's a world that i can really get into well yeah i will say the the animations in this game are awesome yes. and i think that's the cool. one thing that gets underappreciated in assassin's creed 3 or how much it brought into the game because overall people say assassin's creed 3 is a poor experience i never finished sure. it i only played like an hour or two of it but Connor's run animation. Connor's run he, animation yeah, is fantastic. It he does this thing fun. where he yeah. does this run. He does this wide stance straddle when he starts first taking off, and then he narrows his legs like yeah. someone would do when they're like just starting from a stand into and, a sprint. Yeah, and four is spot on with a lot of that stuff. I think four is using a lot of the same. Um, yeah, motion like the yeah, mocap yeah, that yeah. they use. Yeah, yeah. Four, four was I, I love Assassin's Creed Four. That's my favorite one. Four was fantastic, that's, dude. I, I, would say I got to be a pirate. Too. Like that's yeah. awesome. I also thought that Four's meta layer, where you're just working in Ubisoft, was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, or whatever they called it. It's like the evil version. It, it was, was like, like I mean, Abstergo I mean, games yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Abstergo. Um, and I think that what sucks, what the one thing that's a bummer about Mafia, I think, is that the animation is so good and their real cutscene animation is so excellent. But then you have to go to talk, like when you're talking to the the, the radio guy. Yeah, you guys just standing there. It's just too. Sta- like, it's, it's almost the like they're t posing in front of each other. Like that's the same exact thing doo-doo. they do in GTA, though. Yeah. Sure. I'm, but I, but I don't like it in GTA either. Like I don't think I don't, I don't, think don't it Takes away the claim that it breaks the flow. Right. And that's my issue with it. It's not that it's doing one thing relative to another game. It's just that I want. I really want this story. Like I want to know it, and I feel like Mafia is getting in my way of enjoying that story. But even in those kind mm-hmm. of lesser animated i mean i don't know how you would just the, the in-engine animated ones like the dialogue is still pretty good like you have this conversation yeah. with um burke's uh daughter um that's really good yeah and i and i like all the conversation, but i think that the the problem is but i do agree they wish they had i would their- hold that same criticism to like if i was watching an aaron sorkin movie and they have all this quick snappy dialogue and then all of a sudden it just cut to two guys in a car sitting and talking to each other like it would kill the flow and i think that Mafia's writing is so good that it raises my expectations up yeah. because of it. Um, I see that. And I think Mafia's, I think it's a great game. And I think that game does better than anything is that that game is just stylish as fuck. Like that game bleed, it knows exactly what it is. And it just is, there are music cues in that game where I just want to like throw my controller in the air and just be like, yes, yes, you guys know how to do like music cues. You know how to like have people come into scene and leave the scene. And, and oh, it's so good. It looks like a game that has a lot of swagger. Yeah, like it just just Lincoln's so fucking cool. Well, dude. It's, yeah. it's so cool. I mean, there there aren't a lot of games that take place in the '60s, right? And mm-hmm. if you think if you ask someone to make a game in the '60s, they're gonna think of flower power, you know, hip counterculture things like yeah. that. You know, they're gonna but I guess but if you like Louisiana was not a hotbed of culture in the '60s. Right. You know, my father grew up in in New York. He was in his he was a teenager in in the '60s. Uh so like 
people always talk about California, hate Ashbury, San Francisco, you know, things yep. like that during the counterculture revolution, but they don't think about the wider swath of America. Yeah. And it's fascinating seeing like, okay, what was Louisiana's take on counterculture? What was New York City's well, take that's where on I counterculture? Think rooting it in that civil rights. I mean, that was yes, exactly. The entirety of like the that South supersede. That was, like when su- I, if you, I think if you say define the culture of the '60s to a lot of white people, we probably do think that counterculture stuff. I think if you say define the culture of the '60s to a lot of black people, it's when they finally started yeah. to get power and and have a voice and and break down these systemic issues that we still have today but at least it began in the 60s and a lot of pedestrians are talking about like the assassination of dr king things like that and so yeah. it's, it's it, it it grounds it a lot more than than yeah. something like gta where they have to make up all this fictitious stuff you know like in gta 4 they're making they're talking about terrorist attacks that may or may not have happened you know but they're right. doing it as satire of like america's overarching right uh fear of terrorism at the time but yeah. But even if it's like little cues where the game like it's so consistent through like there's a part where you get picked up from getting back from the war and he brings you a beer and Lincoln just chugs the whole bottle and then just chucks it into yeah. the middle of the street and <laughs> just I was like, like yeah Lincoln. <laughs> while he's smoking a cigarette like he like was oh. middle midway through his cigarette and then he just drinks the beer. This game cool. has the the most exciting soup kitchen sequence I've ever played in a game. <laughs> It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. No, the you game, play a lot of soup kitchen sequences. Yeah, right, like, man, of all the soup kitchen sequences I've played in games, Mafia Three does it best. I think. Um, I think the, like I said, I think it's just true to what it is, and yeah. I think it's so important. And to I, clarify, and, you also don't need to have any context with the other Mafia games, no, right? No, I mean, I'm sure it references some them. So Vito, Vito Scaletta, he's like uh, the Scaletta family is like a holdover from. So they're sure they're they're. Uh, uh, analog for New York City and this is Empire Bay yeah uh, and so the other two mafia games take place in Empire Bay and Skel- the Skeletta families from Empire Bay and they ship Vito down there because he has to take over he has to wa- oversee the, the, Which is the pretty dealings cool. yeah so there's a I mean I feel like if there are fans of the series you have to give them that nod so I appreciate that yeah but, and, but, and, but and having, Vito's character is cool yeah and like, having not played those games though there's nothing I'm going to miss no. if I step right into this one and yeah I didn't play the other ones Cool. Or I played Mafia 2 for like, I have it. I played like 20 minutes. And the soundtrack is still fantastic. The funniest part is that, so they, um, so kind of like in GTA, they have like the, the, the satirical radio stations. Yep. And one of them is like this kind of Pat Robinson kind of, yep. he's, he's not a televangelist, but he's, you know, welcome folks. This is in this channel, the station's called like Native Sun. And so like the cuts, the, the interstitials like Native Sun. <laughs> and then he has this huge thing about him talking about like music of that era. So Rolling Stones is like yeah. devil's music, things like that. But because they have to mix all the music into every station, it's like Rolling Stones is devil music. Burn your records. And it's like, all right, now here's Paint It Black. <laughs> That's funny. So there's no like real country or, you know, yeah. there's, there's, I don't even know what music you would attach to people like that. Or, you know, I don't know what was popular for, for, Outside of classic rock, I don't know what the popular music was. If it was like gospel or country or something like that, so I mean, I I think that a lot you're looking at the era of a lot of Motown and doo wop and yeah, but a white southerner is not going to sure. play no, Mot- no, 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 Motown no, no, no. on his no, no 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 no. Um, but I was because you mentioned country, you mentioned right, right. Like, so in addition to that, yeah. but I also I don't think players would want a channel or station of just gospel music on their on their game. I think um, one thing I want to see moving forward with open world games is I think that it, similar to how um, 
you see with a lot of technology, people play, like, let's wait on what Apple's going to do with technology or with Blizzard. What's Blizzard going to do with an MMO? We can't change the MMO model until Blizzard does it. And I think it's on Rockstar to change how the open world model is because right now every game is like GTA in the yep. open world where it's, we're going to go to the story point. You're going to start the story. Yep. We're going to drive. Gonna we're going to deliver a, narrative a, while we're driving. There's a limited area. The map, mm-hmm. And then we're going to expand it once you do certain and I'm, things. There's I'm, a letter on the map. Let's go to that letter. I'm ready for that to change. I think I've been playing that loop now since GTA 4 came out. And I think I'm... GTA 4 changed that loop by introducing story while you're driving and, and, and doing that. And I think that... Um, I'm oh. hoping Red Dead 2 will allow us to... I think it'd do be something nice, new in that space. It, I think a, a good example would be if you, if you could... Combine more linear driven elements within a bigger world so that you do a linear thing that, that you feel very, because there's something to be said, especially from a narrative standpoint of linear versus open world where it, it just propels things at a great pace. Yeah. So then if you can do that, but then it, it then it gives you the option to kind of like expand into a larger world and then more linear things with it. So it's kind of. If I think you need to play between... Uncharted 4 or Rise of the Tomb Raider. Okay. Both those games both have those games that, that, and I think they do it. I thought Uncharted 4 did it really... I've only played like the first two hours of Uncharted 4, um, but I had just gone through this awesome intro, yeah. and it opens up, and I think Rise of the Tomb Raider does the same thing, where it's these. It's almost like it ebbs and flows in and out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, I'm not... I, I think I like that that tactic too, but Uncharted 4 is not like open in the, in the sense that you choose a mission. Like it's no, op- no, 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 no. Like you are, you load into a level, and the level is this kind of opened area, and you, but you, it, you it, tackle it how you want. It's. I think that so if 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 Dan is calling for G, uh, an open world game to have more linear elements, I think Uncharted is an example of a linear game that is Going now more adopting open more open world elements. Okay, and I think yeah. that there's a there's a median in the middle the, the, that that could, could be, be really re- interesting. Yeah. That saying about the the car dialogue thing, I still love in these games when someone's really casual. It's like, yeah. So yesterday, I was like, oh my god, and you crash into a car, and then you start get back on the road. And they're like, so like I was saying, I thought I thought uh, I think Mafia does it really well though, where he's like, look at the paint. <laughs> yeah. God. All right. Like, this is your what car, I was man. saying was he's kind of angry. That's cool. Um, so the couple of trailers came out this week. Uh, Red Dead Two, Nintendo Switch. Logan. Logan. <laughs> oh man. Um Old Man Logan. That's gonna be cool. I think we can I think Red Dead 2 is really quick. Yeah. Uh but I just think that from a graphic standpoint, the fidelity in the Red Dead 2 trailer is ridiculous. The, the most striking thing in that was when the train rolls on the tracks and the billowing smoke looks painted. Mm-hmm. Like it looks flat. Oh fucking skyboxes. But man. it's just it's 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 like beautifully like blended. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing. Yeah. I but, really noticed the lighting on the water with when the it, canoe. Oh, yes. That's what stood out. <laughs> what to the me. fuck was that? Deck, man? Yeah. I was like we're gonna have boats in my Red Dead. That's in Mexico. Can't section. wait. Yeah, I'm really excited. I am so excited. Uh, Would I, you guys be excited if it's a prequel? Like some people think it might be. Oh, I, never played the game, so I, I, I yeah, would, I'm with you on well, that I one. I guess Dylan. you and I can talk I'd about it. I'd be excited. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. Some people, hate, I mean, hate would, that idea because mm-hmm. I, I think they think John Marston's story is so well. His story is so. Just I think done. what I, what I like yeah. about it is having not played the first one, it makes me feel like I can probably jump into this one without having to have played the first yeah, one totally. i do want to play the first one because it's one of those and this is something i want to we can talk maybe on a different episode um but i do want to have that conversation sometime about the games that we have not played that we should have yeah red dead's on that list for me um and so every, Zel- like every zelda game is on that list for me journey's yeah. on that list for me i guess or any playstation yeah, exclusive journey, game. journey's a quick one yeah. i know yeah I just, but we can uh, we yeah, can totally. we can talk about I, I think that'd be a good topic for another day but with red dead i think if it were a prequel if red dead 2 were a prequel um I think that would mean that there's probably like there were references obviously they're gonna make that I wouldn't necessarily get, but um mm. I think it would be 
cool to jump in. Yeah, I think I mean, Rockstar does a good job too of like like you can play GTA Five never having played yeah, a GTA g- game. Given sure. the hints of the other GTA games are there. Yeah, outside yeah. of killing Johnny Clibbets, you. I mean, and then isn't the um, workout it, dude in GTA Five? Brucey sells you testosterone yeah. over the internet. So yeah, you can you can buy so like, shark like, testosterone. I think if John Marson's in the game, he'll either be a associate of yours in a way that like makes him more interesting, but yeah. he's not going to be the focus. I hope. No, I yeah. think he's going to be the focus, and I think they're going to do the same thing they did with GTA Five. You're going to switch between all seven characters. I believe that. But I oh, I bet you. I bet you cool about three that. protagonists or something like that. Yeah, I don't think and that could work seven. cool for a western too, because if oh, you think about the Magnificent Seven, kind right? Of exactly. Tribute. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of like here's here's this outlaw in the west story through the eyes of the different people i think it would have to be but they would have to have their mechanics variable because you know in gta 5 you know franklin was the guy that had the fast driving cars michael shoots the hell was michael's thing michael was the the average character but he michael can shoot michael can can float on time and oh right what was trevor oh trevor got angry trevor's crazy so he just yeah i forgot about the powers best thing about trevor is that you could activate his ability falling out of an airplane and you would survive the crash no matter how high you (laughs) fell from wait really yeah that's That's awesome i never knew that i don't remember that the um but yeah i'm yeah they they have to be different enough so the experiment i want to do is i've never played red dead one and i kind of don't want to play it now because i remember i played gta 4 and i was i really like gta 4 i think gta 4 is a fantastic story and when i played gta 5 i feel like gta 5 fell short and i don't know if it fell short because my expectations were set too high mm-hmm. they changed writing staff because i mean it was it's all the housers still the hauser you know runs the show but i don't know if the hausers had a bigger part or a less part to play in gta 5 and maybe that's why there is that distinction gta 5 is the worst story though right and i'm trying to figure out why i think more people well okay yeah good i think it got it's too big for its own boots. it's it's and it I know I'm opening a can of worms with this comparison. It's the True Detective 2 to season one because there are so many more narrative threads. Okay. Than, yeah. I, I can see that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see that with Westworld. Well, but I feel yeah, like, I feel like the, the thing, the issue that I had between four and five, and I know you don't talk about this too much, but is that four was this very singular point of view story through Nico Bellic's eyes about coming to America and getting from... America! You know, from there <laughs> to there. But I felt like that GTA 4 had something to say about whether it's his experience or, or you know, his... Yeah, doing the I couldn't figure out what GTA Five was trying to say because at one point I'm this wash up, and I kind of got the wash up. I, and this has been, yeah. and then I'm torturing a guy. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out. And then they where do, the satire began and end, and where the story began and end. And I feel like the satire was weaker in yeah. Five. And then you did, yeah. Like I didn't like I listened to all the radio stations in Four, and they're great. I barely listened to any of the radio stations in Five. Yeah. I thought that the, the conservative right wing radio station in Five was pretty funny. Oh, I didn't listen much. I mean, I thought it's it was funny. I thought it was been, funny. It's been what four or five years since this came out. I think five is a really good game. Yeah, I, just oh, don't I, it's still I, I enjoyed it. Play. I just don't remember a lot of it. And they still maintain, you know, still the best, best driving. And, and I mean, it's awesome. Like the the scope of that game is ridiculous. So you so you you don't want to play Red Dead because you think your expectations will. Yes, because I don't want the expectations of Red Dead One to inform Red Dead Two. I and I think it would be interesting also to play Red Dead Redemption Two, which I fucking hate that name. Uh... Why do you hate the name? Red Dead Redemption Two, Red Dead Revolver, Red Dead Redemption, Red yeah, Dead Redemption Two. I, w- I would have appreciated like a more interesting title. Red but Dead. to me, that screams it's probably a continuation of Anori. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's not an interesting. Yeah. I hate numbers in in titles. Numbers. Hate Don't play numbers. Black Ops Two. <laughs> blops. Numbers. Blops. God, blops. But yeah, <laughs> I'm interesting that to kind of see that through line and yeah. because my favorite Zelda game is Twilight Princess because I never played Ocarina of Time, I never played Wind Waker. I never played Link to the Past. Have you so played I, any of them now? I have Wind Waker, and I've played like three, four hours of it. But I, 
people were sick of that formula by the time Twilight Princess came along. You know, they everyone loves Ocarina of Time, and then people initially hated Wind Waker, and then people have come to respect Wind Waker, and then people... I find it weird that you say people initially hated Wind Waker, though. People, people initially hated, hated Wind, Wind Waker. Waker. They hated the art style, but when that game came out, it reviewed super well. It reviewed well, potato. but it's like the, I, I, I remember this, I, yeah. I'm with Dylan on this one because I think that, it, yeah, while it reviewed well, I think that it was not well-received by fans. So weird. And then, you know, and then... you have his time. You just say the reverse happened kind of, like, people just got sick of kind of the realistic Zelda when they went back to Twilight Princess and also sick of the formula. But I played Twilight Princess. And I think it's fantastic. I think it's a, a beautiful game. And I think it it does so much with so little. It's it's almost like a silent movie in a lot of ways because they just mm-hmm. yeah. it's just so little dialogue. But yeah, I'm interested to play Red Dead Redemption Two, Red Dead Rebellion, Red Dead Revolution, Red Dead Redeemer, Red Dead Rebate, Man. Red Dead Risotto. <laughs> <laughs> Already are fantastic. Um. I think yeah, Red Dead Redemption I, I, is one of those games, though, that is worth playing. Yeah. Oh, I will definitely play it one yeah, day, but I'm interested really in doing this reversal. Sure. Yeah, and given that we're all going to talk about this, I, th- I think it makes sense to have that perspective. I have two of you have not who have not played Red Dead Redemption 1, and Dan might, but like to at least have one of you not play the, the first one. before. I almost bought it out. on Saturday instead of Oxenfree. But, all right, yeah. Dan, you can only compare Red Dead Redemption 2 to Oxenfree. You can only talk about the gun shooting. You can only talk about the death and tying people to train tracks. <laughs> Wait, why can't I talk about the gun shooting? I don't like. I don't like. Maybe can only talk about going around in a canoe. Don't That's put baby in a corner. Um, you can only talk about the water physics. Can we talk about the NX? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say something real quick, the and then, switch, I, then the I want switch. Dan. It's no longer the NX. It's the Switch. I'm, I'm going to say something real quick about the NX. The Switch. It's the, the switch. NX. You're the king of fucking correcting, Alex. Call it what it is. I don't like the name. I prefer the NX. I think it's a cool name. I, I like the Switch. I like the Switch. I think yeah, I, that's I why I keep name. calling it the NX. I don't NX. like the name either. And so I, I'm going to say something real quick because you, like Dan, you, you can call it whatever you when, want. It's called the Switch. When I was hanging out with Revolution Dan two. the other day, he gave a very, very pointed analysis very quickly of what this system could do or fail to do but that said i am still very excited for this because i think it just looks fucking cool mm-hmm. and it's it's pushing anywhere multiplayer in person which is like everything i've ever wanted from a console yeah. experience except those controllers do not look fun to play yeah, just one fun. side of it i saw well, the Wii, the wiimote when people first saw people playing it sideways and i thought it looked really stupid and yeah. i don't have a huge problem so okay yeah uh-oh Here's my take on this, and here's where I take issue with how they're launching this, and why. So, obviously, you guys know I love Nintendo. I love what Nintendo does with a lot of their properties. I've been a huge Nintendo fanboy for my whole life. I think that Dan, you're going to make me really sad. No, okay, no. You had some major issues, obviously, with the Wii U in terms of how they marketed the message of what the Wii U was, and I think that they're falling into a similar trap with the Switch, and. Why I say that is if you look at the launch trailer, the launch trailer paints the idea of not only do you now have your home console, you can take your home console with you. And then they show going back and forth between, you know, you have it in the airport and then you're back at home and da-da-da-da-da. And I think the psychology of portable console gamers and home console gamers is very different. I know a lot of portable console gamers who would like to take their games back and have it on a big screen. I don't know as many home console gamers who would want to take that with them out of the house. 
And so I think they're doing the reverse of what they should be doing. Nintendo has been very successful with their portable consoles. The DS has been a huge success. The 3DS, all that, that whole, that whole line. I think that they're pitching this as, hey, now you can have your home console out of the house. But for the home console people, their games out of the house are on their phone. And I think that if they pitched this in a way where they're saying, by the way, all of you portable console people, now you can have it on your big screen. I think that would be a stronger push that you could then back in the people who want a new, more powerful home console and just treat it just as a home console for the home console people, but treat it as the portable console you can watch on your big TV for the portable console people. And I think that would be a better strategy. I think the strategy of how they rolled this out is a little flawed because of, of those factors. I, I Oh, go ahead, Dylan. Um, I was going to say that I kind of see where you're coming from, specifically price point, because obviously they haven't said price point yet. Uh, right. Apparently, it's gonna be people are all the reports are like it's super cheap. See now, if that's that, the that case, would be smart. If that's the it's case, trying to be more competitive with the 3ds than right. the PS4. So no more than two two fifty. I'm assuming. I, I would I would be shocked if it's over three hundred. I, I, I would too. The DS I'd be shocked if, it, if it's over three hundred. They're not gonna sell it. But they didn't well, launch the Wii U over three hundred. So yeah. well, what I want to say is that I think for portable console players, I think that's the only pick up because you know the portable consoles the game boy game boy advance etc etc have always been the cheaper option yep. so it's like if you don't want to buy your child a gamecube you buy them a 3DS. game boy advance yeah. or a ds or whatever uh so maybe they should just have two skews well this is the cheaper skew so, this is the portable focus skew it's 200 i actually mm. um i i think you're right i think but i think that you're approaching it you as in dan yeah, i think you're both making good points i think okay. the pricing is really important yeah, and the pricing is definitely important for sure. My brother, 11 years old, right? My brother has an Xbox One, or my brothers. They have an Xbox One. They have, um, my brother built his PC. My one is in high school, built his PC. Parker's the youngest, right? Parker doesn't have, he's got a 3DS mm-hmm. and an iPad. <laughs> the thing that he... And HoloLens. The thing that he plays the most out of all of them and all his friends come over to the house is Minecraft on iPad. Ew. No, I'm telling you, that game is fucking huge. Yeah. It is fucking huge. Every kid out there... Now, I think you're right. I think there's this home console audience that's going to feel burned, but I think we I'm have not saying aged, you to Minecraft, have, by the way. Have, we have, I'm saying you to iPad on iPad. Well, I'm, I'm trying to talk long-term strategy, too. I think that... But I well, think that Nintendo is going for a market that we are already... We already have PCs. We already have... Nintendo can release the games they want to on the Switch... But I think that the market they're going for is already playing games this way. But the point that I'm making is not necessarily. It's in their messaging. It's not in the product. It's how they're rolling it out and how they're pitching it. Also, and and that's where the Wii U, right? So Mm. the Wii U, if you look at a sales chart in terms of units sold, every Nintendo console has declined. But then the Wii U just fucking plummeted and the wii u you know so one of those things right about the wii u was you can keep playing you know one of the reasons that parents also get their kids portable consoles is so that they can go go to your room and play your game so that i can watch the big tv by myself the wii u allowed you to do that but nobody saw that nobody got that no because nintendo didn't message it correctly you can play on the gamepad you can play on the the gamepad but you can play at like 20 feet away like if there's a wall in between you and the wii sure but and that's but your greater but, but point is that my greater point is that they they 
they didn't market it that way. They didn't push the value of what the Wii U was capable of. I think they're trying to remedy. But the Wii U that didn't do that Switch. better than the iPad. I can play my iPad games the same way in the same experience you're talking about. I agree. Or, but now, but, they, again, but now they have that. I'm but, not talking about the functionality of the product. Totally, totally, totally. I'm no, talking I get you. I get about you the, the messaging. messaging. I'm I get talking also, about the strategy the messaging, behind that rollout. They are mm. not targeting to children. There's not a single no. child no. in mm. that trailer. No. And that's and that's I agree. I think the strategy so they're here, aiming towards you, Dan. They're aiming towards right. the older Nintendo fans, right? And and I but, think who want to play Skyrim on wait, an airplane. Let's, let's, let's take it back one second there, because I think that that's interesting. I think the problem, the reason why they're targeting the audience is targeting right now, because the only people that give a shit about the the Switch this far away from release are, are us. us. Okay. Mm. I can get. I can understand this, that decision. I guarantee you that they're they sat in a room and said, "Who do we want to target? We want to target all the Wii buyers who did not buy a Wii U. Who are the Wii buyers? Who it's it's people in our age bracket. People in our like the the Wii. Well, it's also old people and older people. Like this is they want, families. They want to convince the people old who families. skipped over the Wii U and the Wii is getting a little long in the tooth that this is the next purchase for them. I have no doubt in my mind that Nintendo is going to put out a fantastic console because every product Nintendo makes mm -hmm. is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Virtual Boy, E-Reader, Rob. Okay. <laughs> Should I go on? Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> I, he makes, it, makes hey, a good point. You know what? The Virtual, Boy, Virtual Boy was ahead of its time. Um, <laughs> Whoa. All right. So here's a here's another interesting point. Nintendo VR. But, uh, so is Leonardo da Vinci's helicopter. But, but uh, anyway, like... <laughs> The point for me about this is is I just think that their strategy, based on how they botched the message for the Wii U, I don't know if they're fixed it. And I think one of the biggest mm -hmm. points is, mm -hmm. to your point, Dylan, price point. That's I all think, I wanted to bring up on this. No, no, no. I, yeah. I think, I, I, and I'm not, I'm not, dis, I'm just trying to apply logic into what I've seen sure. and what I'm trying to figure out. And I'm, and I'm, I don't know. Game Boy Micro. It's hard to say either of us are right or wrong in the situation. Top Dylan. <laughs> because the Game Boy Micro is fucking sweet. It's hard to say who's right and wrong because I think that... Well, I think... But we're talking about two different things. I'm talking about strategy of the rollout. You're talking about the product. Well, but I also... I think the one thing they've done super well, and if you don't like the name, I understand. You're just wrong. But um, <laughs> I think I, I, that I Nintendo like Switch and that trailer shows you that logo about a hundred times. There will be no confusion over what this thing is relative to the Wii U, which is probably what I think that is one of the smart. biggest mistakes of the Wii being named and the Wii U. And, and I think oh, absolutely, the naming of the Wii, yeah. absolutely. And I think that logo emblazoned on the side of the I breakout like the box. I like it's, the logo. And it's in you know on the mat in this. Oh God! It looks good. I think, yeah. They're not pitching this against the Wii U. I, yeah, they're yeah. pitching this against the Wii. The, all your points I stand about the logo. I think they're pitching against the 3DS. I think they're pitching against the iPad. It, no, so, the iPad. so here, here is the, well, here's they can, the interesting thing. You can pitch thing. against all of those things, but I think no. Just <laughs> yeah, okay. Say. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw in the trailer. This game uses car I mean, this console uses cartridges. Yep. So and it's no cartridge compatibility. Yep. No, that or it's or it has console. a cartridge. Yeah. That or has a cartridge slot for. 3ds games and everything like that so they no longer have to make well it can't do dual screen gaming though you can't do one we haven't seen well, that we, we haven't seen we, that yet. it hasn't been confirmed that it's a touchscreen or not so well, you but, technically could project you, you could the, you could they, put it they haven't shown anything <laughs> you could put it vertical and put the screen in half okay but that sounds really awful it does sound yeah, really awful it, does, it doesn't really awful but i don't think they're gonna can't do that split the streams yeah it's the point i was trying to make not supposed oh, to make them touch can't cross the streams um ghostbusters the cartridge thing yes i think the is a great idea i'm fine with cartridges yeah. Oh, oh well, I think cartridges are. I mean, the PSP is, is fine. Yeah. yeah so, like, I think I'm a fan. That, I, and I think that it prevents piracy in a way that discs can't do. And I think that it's fine. Even though the DS was great. homebrew. I hacked the shit out of my DS. Homebrew. That Switch. does speak to the longevity of Nintendo's library of games. Like they're trying to. 
you focus it all in this one place. I think that's smart, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, look at how many people wanted... Uh, well, I mean, they eventually got it, but look at how many people wanted, like, a Paper Mario game, and then Paper Mario game first came out on 3DS, and then it came on Wii U, and wasn't that great, but... Uh, you know, it's it allows them. Mason said it before. You know, it allows them to consolidate all their efforts on one console because. If, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm trying to think of a game that. I mean, they they obviously realized this when they re, when they released Super Smash Brothers for both 3DS and Wii U. I think they, that rollout was pretty slick. Yeah, so they realized like there's fans on both, and people don't want to take the plunge on a full fledged console just to play Smash Brothers. Well, and I think that this. This the this is now about the product, not the rollout. The size of it, the look and feel of it. Oh, it's sleek. It looks. Oh, it looks great. great. I and love from the an industrial design. design standpoint. That fucking noise that they just play over and over. Oh, I want to yeah. make that noise. <laughs> well, I was gonna. Say, yeah. Here's here's. Good. No. Well, go. I, I was want, just gonna I, say one question I have about the industrial design. Really quick. Yeah, go for it. It's very clearly not your phone. Right. The way that, that a 3ds too. isn't. The 3ds feels. Close and it tries to, to be your phone. phone. It tries to be your phone. It's sure. got Netflix. This to me looks like when they put it on an airplane table, which that, that just it, looks and, stupid. And it, it looked weird. The, the, that's my kicks, one problem with the trailer. Like, when he put it on hands, it puts it on hands. Do it. Sorry, your question. Well, no, no, it's not a question. It's a point. And actually, it, it is to the scene on the airplane table. The fact that those controllers are independently operable says to me that Nintendo is currently working on a VR headset. Totally. Yeah. That, okay. Totally. That those controllers that are Virtual Boy 2. It's it's right. That's that's how I'd market it. It's but all the, red. The yeah. It's all blue this the time. The thing that's weird about this is it's running on mobile hardware. Right. Yeah, so that's what, that's what I don't I don't know if it's powerful. It's not that powerful. It powers the shield, so if you want a direct comparison well, to how this Samsung game things run, do VR. Yeah, it's not right. So this is not. This is not. I think if they're going to do it, I don't think it's going to. You're not. This is going to be like a, a Daydream or Gear VR level. That's VR, what I was thinking. I was like, like, if they get in bed with whatever Apple's VR standard is or Google's right. VR standard, that could be really cool. Right. That could be so cool. all of a sudden, that marketplace is way bigger. But they're not going to. They wouldn't. When has Nintendo? Well, I mean, also, like, here's the deal, guys. Apple, yeah, you're talking about. Right. Dude, yeah. We're not. We're not talking There's about. There's a photo of Miyamoto and Jobs hanging out together. Not Jobs. Um. If they put the well, processing yeah. or part of the yeah. processing in the headset itself, which hasn't been announced or released, it, I'm just saying that what I saw out of those two peripheral controllers working independently from the screen, the fact that you can do that, says to me that it wouldn't surprise me if they have something going forward that allows you to expand the, the switch into the VR. Yeah, totally. Um, so what, I, what you were going to make a point about something. Did oh, we... I just think that the idea of Nintendo designing a VR experience is the thing that could get me to want to really try VR. Because yes. I think that Nintendo does be low things cost like... enough. Well, it's the it's the cost, but also like I think Nintendo packages things up so sharply. Like the way that the Wii the Wii, the original Wii felt when you first play Wii Sports, that's the experience that VR needs to have, like at a huge scale. And it doesn't need, you know. But I don't want to put a visor on and have a bunch of Mies in my fucking face. But that, you, you just don't want <laughs> VR then. Like your problem isn't with Nintendo doing VR. Your problem is with the, the concept of VR. And I and I, I can, no my my problem is with the concept of Mies. Okay, I just hate Mies. I, I hate Mies too. But <laughs> me too. But Xbox Avatars for life. <laughs> I'm really fucking excited because my favorite Nintendo franchises are like Pokemon, Fire Emblem. Um, and you could argue that Monster Hunter's on there, and now I can play it on my TV. What are they gonna and in my car? Do with a full fledged Pokemon game? Is he nuts? What are they gonna do? Is he nuts? Oh, are they, I will well, say but they here's have, the thing: we're making excited. we're making very large assumptions about whether they're actually going to do it. Yeah, we're that. making assumptions about their like, I mean, but just look because what? just be take their mobile 
franchises into this system. We don't know. They announced gonna... it. They announced that they're doing. They announced Monster Hunter for the Switch. Well, no, why did not announce that? Because no. they did, I'd be shooting my pants. Right. They they announced Just a Pokemon game a, for the Switch. A fully fledged. Well, that isn't like Detective on. Pikachu. But Dan, look. what else? What <laughs> other platform are they release uh, the next Pokemon game on? I I because there's gonna be no 3ds. Have they said that they're discontinuing the no, 3ds? No, they didn't. No, that's the thing. They have. So they're yeah. gonna have the Switch. They're gonna, they're they're gonna, gonna have the Switch compete with the 3ds. Yep. Yeah. You think so? I do. Yeah, that's what it looks like right now. I don't think this. You know how old the 3ds is at this point, and 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 it still sells a lot. So let's. The last Here's time Nintendo why? rolled out a new mobile platform, they said we have these three pillars. We have the Game Boy, the DS, and the GameCube. And they eliminated the Game Boy almost immediately. Yep. I, I think you're right. I think the Switch months. is the universal front. I think it makes sense to go to a universal front, but that being said, I think there are going to be people in suits in the boardrooms of Nintendo we should call it who are saying Red Dead Redemption we, 2. we cannot discontinue our best-selling piece of hardware in 30 years simply because we've released something to compete with it so it's going to be at least two or three years before they make that decision okay that might you sure. might you might be right. like, it's like, it's like, i agree the, the ps2 agree. sony supported the ps2 for hey, years no no, no i'm not talking support yeah. i'm talking actively promoting and mm. and i i don't know i don't, I don't know think so. i you i might be right. i but, agree that it makes more sense i personally would love if that were the case i would not be surprised if you do not see things like Monster Hunter and Pokemon staying uh, in the handheld realm for at least a year. No, or I think at the very least it's going to be a dual release. Or the dual, same thing I, you did with oh, Breath of yes. the Wild. Yeah. It's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And if they do that, that's fine. Whatever. I don't I don't hate the 3DS. I don't hate the 3DS. I love 3DS. I want to get that fucking lime green one because it looks like that's my great. goddamn Game Boy Color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but here's the question, right? So, okay. If I'm Nintendo and I do a dual you are release, wearing red. The people who already have the 3DS are going to buy it on their 3DS. They're not going to buy a Switch. That's not true. So that's not if true. I'm, that's not true. I can't get my 3DS Hold stuff on. on my TV. Twilight Princess sold more on Wii than GameCube, and they came out almost concurrently. There's no evidence of that. I don't know. There has there has to be something there. But there's that, no so, console. So what we're not what we're not seeing yet. There's no home is, console competing with a handheld console. We've never seen that before. Uh, I see what we're not seeing right. yet is that's the value right. proposition yeah, it's, it's of a very different the Switch that would compel people to buy. The, right. the game for this new system and because, stop and because, stop buying these games for their 3ds right. and i think that is yet to be hyped up yet so the only thing that i bring up is that the 3ds as a dev, as people are developing software for it the 3ds's releases have become more and more like games Maybe. aren't coming out for 3ds sure like period sun and moon will be the last major ten, like the first major temple in the 3ds release since what, months? Mario Paper or Paper, yeah, Paper Mario? Mario? I would and, like and, it. Gen, I like, would like for them to retire that system and switch exclusively to the Switch. I think it makes sense strategically for Nintendo to consolidate everything into this one piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. I do think that's the best course of action. That being said, just because it's no, the best I, course of action doesn't mean it's what they're going to do. And knowing Nintendo, this is where they trip themselves up sometimes. It wouldn't surprise me if the the situations that I'm proposing is how they go about it. You know how they solve this? I just think this? it'd be crazy for them to... I just... It would be so weird for them to ramp up development for the 3DS after really winding it back. I don't That's think the only thing. I don't I'm, think they're going to... I don't think, think they're going to ramp it up, but but I don't think they're going to stop it either. I don't... Like, yeah, I, I, right, I, so I, I see that let's, point. Let's place a bet. Okay. Do we think the next announced mobile franchise, whether it's Pokemon, Fire Emblem, what are some other ones that are like mobile only? You said, well, Monster Hunter is... Animal Crossing. Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing, Crossing. I would put money on that the next one... I know it's already coming to iPhone, but the next one's coming to the NX 
or the Switch. God damn it, Alex. <laughs> you <The> won. Switch. <laughs> Alex exclusively? Won. Yes. I will say that. You think it will be exclusively exclusively on the Switch? No. I will take up that bet. No bet. I, I do not think it's a. I, I think How much you betting? I, I think like $5. I think you will Boring see bet. it on the Switch. Do you want to know why I think that? But I don't think it's going to be exclusive. Why do you think that? Because I think the architecture of the Switch is going to be a, essentially a next eight, like a mobile platform architecture, and the 3DS is different. I think it costs them more to develop for a platform that's winding down. No, wait. Uh, uh. Mm. All right, this is, this is based on but nothing. It, but can mm. you export Unity games to 3DS? Well, isn't um. So, but here's the thing, Mason. You, you say that it costs more, but you're what you're saying is development cost from a pure expenses standpoint it costs oh, I, get, I get the audience the actual there. the actual i'm talking about income not revenue like if or i'm talking about income not expenses mm-hmm. and so income you will have higher income if you have higher revenue if you have higher revenue because there's a greater install base i get that i get that so i think yes it may cost more to develop in in the actual just straight expenses mm-hmm. but it doesn't cost more it, like yes it if your net income is three times as much because your your revenue is so much higher, so if even if it costs more, if you have a higher revenue, so you're bringing in more money. No, I understand. Like, I understand I just, what's happening. I, I Mason, think it's all about petty cash. I right? get. I, right, it's all about price elasticity. I understand. I understand the argument. I still think. I, I we'll no, see. that's that's cool. We'll see. <laughs> that's cool. You're just wrong. You're just no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Give me my five dollars now. No, I think I think it's a bet that I think it's a bet I'm willing to take. I think I, I wouldn't take that bet. I would say the release can. Well, no, no, God. Damn it! No, I, you yeah. think it's going to be exclusive? Like, you think the next Fire Emblem well, game is going to be exclusive to the Switch? I think the point he says about the difficulty mm. of or having to develop from both is a good point. But Nintendo will kill products if they are not up to standard sure. at the eleventh hour, more so than a lot of companies. Sure, will. that's why mm. I think the Switch we saw isn't even going to be the Switch no, that gets released. Really totally. like, when has it think, ever been the case? No, the Wii U actually was pretty final when they released it. Yeah, I do think. Also, March. It's going to come out in March. I'm so excited. No, it's not going to come out in March. It's going to come out in like fucking. December of 2019. I think it's pretty far along. <laughs> the only, the only date I know. the leaks were. I know. Yeah, but that's every product now. It's crazy. Like, we knew everything about the iPhone the, 7. The, the, new, the new Zelda, Zelda game. So crazy. I, the new Zelda game was almost ready to, to go into production, and then they just completely, re, they were like, we're just going to redo it, and it's going to take two more years. It's got cooking now. It's got cooking. Whatever. It's got cooking and loot. They know, they, they know, they know, they know me. They know Mason Brown. They know what it's I want. Better than Gwent. <laughs> Went great. Everything's better than Gwen. Gwen's actually pretty cool. Great. I just fucked myself because more than shitting, halfway through the game, I realized I want to play Gwen. Shitting in fine. Dan's PC is better than Gwen. <laughs> shitting in Dan's PC is better than most. Why things. is everyone pooping in my PC? <laughs> the uh, Gwen is better than the Fallout New Vegas card game. The Caravan. Um, Caravan. You never remember the name. That's true. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the, but anyway, I. But I, I one thing I will say that's interesting about this is that I think I can see, I understand, like I really do think that it could go either way. Like I don't, sure. I don't think I, that either of us have enough ground to stand on to be so. Because I think that Nintendo's also in a situation where the Wii U was a disaster. And the thing, right? And the yes. thing I need to preface is that I want nothing more. Oh, we, than for the new that. Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo fuckboy. Like, like you love come it. Come on. <laughs> I think, I think so. <laughs> Do we need to explain to Mason what a fuckboy no, is? You're a Nintendo fuckboy. Given, given a, <sighs> given a, given a three-minute trailer, I feel like their execution is way more interesting and way more thought out than I ever saw with the Wii U. The Wii U I or totally the Wii. Agree. I cuz you know when they yeah. first announced cuz you know look at the comparison when they announced the Wii it was a fucking it was a a white pool of wax and then the Wii remote ascended out through it and said coming. 
Yeah. Ernest, you know, the, in the, in the, <laughs> so hard. And, the, and then just the two fucking eyes and the Wii logo bowing. And then the two guys driving the smart car around being yeah. like, we play? And, but so I think they have adapted so much, you know, and it might be because of the changing hands of Iwata, you know, Iwata had one strategy and then now. Iwata the, hated the color red. Iwata just hates fun. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Iwata hates hardcore gamers, confirmed. What is this shit? He wrote it on his will. Iwata not. Illuminati, but Watanami, Watanami, yeah, I tried. But he, um, I think I think they 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 they're final. They're changing, they're changing a lot about what their strategy is. Just given from this trailer, and I feel like the execution is going to be good, given what I've seen. But I think the most important execution is virtual console. But I, yeah, their for internet sure. strategy, like if they don't fix, well, especially if they're gaming. This is aimed at people. Where their last Nintendo console was the Wii, not the Wii U. Like, there's a lot of room for people to buy these games that Virtual Console, you know. So the like, you can't play. There are a bunch of GameCube games that you can that are not on the Wii. If you got if you bought the Wii after a certain point and you don't ha- you can't play Backward the actual. Yeah. The, oh, they got know, rid of that. Yeah, and so it's like I think there. Are, I think that you're gonna see a huge push for Virtual Console. When this, when I don't even out. want. I don't even want third party. GameCube no. games. No. I don't like, think anyone wants just, that. <laughs> Except for the Tides, Tasmanian I mean, Tiver. I mean, Devil. Prince of Persia would be cool, but the point is... Freedom Fighters. Their software is... I mean, they, they their, their downloadable software is not good. Like, if you look at the NES Virtual Console on Wii U, it's like five games. It's like... And it's like... Really? Three Super Mario Brothers. It's like... There's more than five, but there are, like there five are some games, games missing. That, see, now that's where I want third parties. I want more third parties for my NES and for Super SNES, Nintendo. For SNES, man. The SNES stuff, like that... Super Star Wars. When people make Super the argument that SNES was the greatest console ever, it's because of the library of totally, third-party games. Totally. And I think that the, the Virtual Console does not... I agree, Dylan. It doesn't sure, support but that. F- fix your first-party lineup first. Oh, sure. For sure. And then but figure out your licensing. S- don't you think, and so when I, and I want to bring something when we talk about the cartridge thing, that if there was ever a time for them to make that heel turn and like introduce a subscription style model, that yeah, this would be now. the time to do it where they're like, hey, sure. we don't have backwards compatibility, but for the same price you play for I'll tell you right PS now, Plus, I would buy that in a I fucking would, second. That would, that would be mm-hmm. the thing that would make me buy, like I like my Wii U, the thing that would make me buy a Switch. I love my Wii U. Be, it's love, the best Wii U. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Biggest, the bigly Wii U. Um. But I, the, so like I right now am not inclined to buy a Switch. If they introduce, because you're about to drop two grand on a VR setup, <laughs> correct? Um, but if they introduced, uh, that's besides the point. Uh, subscription model, I would have to at least consider it because that would be, that's a game changer. Subscription that, model on PC. I would, I would, whatever they do moving forward. I just to me, it seems like they've been there's been enough calling for that subscription model people are saying they want that the model the netflix the hulu the it's been such an established successful model to me it's like we're gonna drop backwards compatibility but by the way we have this and then no one's mad kind of like when ps4 was like hey you can play any game you want on our disc or not by the way it's 15 bucks a month yeah ps plus is down so good and it's not like wii u backwards compatibility is a huge thing you have such a small install base and so few great titles on the console that like that was a hard blow, man. I agree. I, hey, hey, I, you're not wrong. I, I bought it wanting it to be that case. Zombie but. U is on PC now, or at least it's coming to PC. Yeah, it's on PC. It's on it's on uh, Xbox too, I think. Um, you have to look behind your screen to see. But it's just called it's just called Zombie. Not yeah, zombie, yeah. It's just Zombie. Well, Ubisoft but. used to have a really old game called Zombie. Yeah. Oh, way, ah, so. yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think I think that subscription model would be good. Are you buying one, uh, Mason? 
Uh, well, I mean, depending do you want on the, to, do you want I to buy one, one depending that, on the price? That ad sold me on it. I was all yeah. in. Um, yes, Alex, I know you because I know yes. you you skipped the Wii U. Um, you're the only one here with that one. Uh, Dylan, are you gonna get one? Yeah, I'm buying one. Cool. But cool. I also I also like play, like I stream games to my laptop while Sarah and Tim watch movies. So sure. like this thing, I I like that experience of yeah. being able to like hang out with my friends and play the games I want to. You can do that. You can do that with the Xbox One. How come you haven't bought an Xbox One? Because I have a PC. I know. Also, a second thing <laughs> that happened. stream and do all that with all the same games. The second thing that happened when I updated. US doesn't blow. When I updated Windows 10, my fucking graphics Wait. card driver didn't work anymore. And so I turn on the on the TV and it's just black screen. I'm like, oh my God. And so I was really tempted to just start streaming from my MacBook Air. I was like, let's go in. Let's see what the GeForce experience says. Game ready drivers. GeForce experience is such a shit show. I hate it. It's whatever. Is I it? hate it. It's not any worse than their fucking website where I'm like trying to figure out where the fucking drivers are located. Big green button says download drivers. No, I then You think you think there'd be a download drivers button on the page where your graphics card is listed, but it's not. I don't think anyone at Nvidia understands user experience or most PC components software people. But they Let's understand wicked graphics cards. Um, Speaking of which, one I want to ask you earlier, Dan. Are you getting a VR-ready graphics card that has the two HDMI plugs in the front of the case? Because they sell those. Well, you need to get a case. It's a VR case, too. Well, no, it's, uh, it slots in where the uh, the disc tray goes. No, I'm it's just... like one of those slots. Oh, I'm just cool. getting a... Just a just a regular-ass $700 graphics card. Just a regular old $700 graphics card. <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm getting a $680 graphics card. All right. I'm not getting the Founder's Edition. You're no Founder. Guys, um, I think we should wrap up. Yep. Yep. Oh, um, oh. Any, any last thoughts? Sorry. What? He's got a backpack. Oh man. He's got a backpack. What's, what's, what's in the what's, box? What's in the box? What's in the box? So the other weekend, this is we're gonna do a little show and tell. The other weekend, I went home. How can you do show and tell? Oh, oh okay. So I know. So this is the I only way show and tell. I got Pokemon cards. Yeah, Dylan just whipped out a thick ass binder. Only three uh, inches. That's thick, but that is thick. As enormous, like that is beefy and girthful. So, it is girthful. Three do you inches. Have affinity for Pokemon cards? Full. Were you a Pokemon Pokemaniac? No, no. <laughs> I, I was very briefly. <laughs> you Pokemon? Were you very briefly as a kid? I then I never played the game. I just collect them, and I, me and my friend collected the Japanese ones because we thought we were so fucking cool. The I, only collectible card game I ever did was Star Trek: The Next Generation collectible <laughs> card game. The Bible. <laughs> I. <laughs> Collect the songs. <laughs> no, Dan collects people because he's a serial killer. <laughs> I uh, I am. St- I had a French Steelix. It was entirely in French. Uh, oh, it was holographic, and it really likes salt and cigarettes. Dork. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know where it went. <laughs> yeah. Call dork. <laughs> Says the person Says the who just you, just, said, <laughs> just said that I collected Japanese only cards. It's being facetious. Yeah. So these are all my Pokemon cards I've ever had. <laughs> Can you read them out one by one? Yeah. Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur. Wait, wait, did you did you Charmander. order them according to Pokemon number? Yeah, it's by Pokedex yes. number. Yes. Um, I think I think Tim's reaction was pretty good to this. What was Tim's reaction? He geeked out. Yeah, this is cool. We uh, we go to school with a guy. He's a second year art director who, for his official brand era photo, is him with three foil Pokemon cards oh. held up, kind of kind of like his Charizard and Mewtwo. Yeah. I really hoped he was gonna like replicate that Yu-Gi-Oh picture where it's like you've in my trap card. It's, it's, just that it's, face. Pretty close. it's pretty much that, yeah. Um, but yeah, I went home and got all my Pokemon cards. Um, I'll show That's, them off when we're not recording because kind of magnificent. Yeah, I don't want the pages to bend. Um, <laughs> and also, we're recording a podcast. Shut up! <laughs> I didn't do. I didn't do anything. I just laughed. But yeah, it's awesome. 
It is awesome. Yeah, it is um, awesome. It's I don't very even, awesome. I don't even I'm collect Pokemon cards, and I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I'm impressed. I like, I I like, like it, it when it is, it's green, and it's a red page, I, and it's a blue I page. I was a big collector of things as a kid. I think when the cards came out, I was just a little too old to collect Pokemon cards, mm-hmm. but I had, too old. I had some friends that did. Oh, no, Alex. Um, hey, kids, you want to see my Pokemon on cards? Warpath, man. <laughs> no, but that, that reference is just, no. Um, oh, no. Oh, oh, God. No. I don't know this reference. Uh, it's Game of Thrones reference. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so, but but I, I always appreciated it because I had collected some collectible card games. So, so uh, it's what, a game, right? It's not just like. No, it is. Yeah, it's, a, it's a battling game. It's like magic. It's like magic. Um, and like magic, they update the rules. So you can't use older cards, uh-huh. newer cards, which kind of pisses me off because I have fucking a huge shit ton of cards that you yeah. can't really mix in together. Um, our cards, because Wendy gets really mad when I say they're my cards because she puts some of her cards in there. So oh, there you've are, re- reached that stage of the relationship. <laughs> our cards. We need to sign a fucking prenup for the goddamn Pokemon cards. Uh, but I think Pokemon, because Wendy brought home her Mr. Men books. Did you guys ever read or see Mr. Men? No, no. no what's that? Uh, Mr. Mime? Mr. No, not Mr. Mime. Mr. Men. Um, there are these these little character books, and they're they're very simple shapes. And there's like Mr. Noisy, Mr. Small, Mr. Tall, Mr. Chatterbox. And, uh, I might have and, seen this. And they're like simplistic shapes. So like Mr. Tall was like a blue circle with arms, and then he had really yeah, long I remember legs. This. Um, but I feel like that, and 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 the, and the covers were like just very thick, like kind of aerial, bold face font. Uh, Mr. Chatterbox. Yeah. I feel like that and Pokemon cards influence a lot of like my art predilections. Because Sen Sujimori, who did like the art for the original 151 and like the game manuals and things like that. Um I just the watercolor stuff. Yeah, I just love his I love his art. I think that nice. like we there's a certain group of people that just looked at that box and those manuals so hard for so long that like you just have this like Go hey, cross eyed. You feel like I'm a kid, I'm a kid, I'm a kid. <laughs> Um, I think it's great. But yeah, I finally compiled all of mine together because they were in different. Did you sort different them all? Yeah, just like recently. Yeah, good for you. That's sweet. That's fifteen hundred cards. That's, That's awesome. a lot of cards. <laughs> you you've caught them all. No, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> well, you got. Still playing Pokemon Go. A lot of my coworkers though. are. Hunter's, Hunter's way Still? in. Well, that's part of his project. Kind but of. He's, he's just... No, nah, I think he's just in. He's also just his, into it, it, yeah. his project is because he's still playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, my coworkers play a lot of Pokemon Go. And I'm like, oh, I'll play when I'm in the office on eight stories up uh, in downtown. And it's and the GPS doesn't work. So it's just <laughs> my guy standing in an ocean. <laughs> like, Great. The Richmond Ocean. Richmond Ocean. The Richmond Ocean. Uh, gentlemen. Good, good talk. Fun. It was great. It was real. Catch I have to week. pee. Smell you later. So Go bad. Pee. So um, we whiz, out. Whiz, uh, whiz, the super effects chip. We're really good. We're adulting so well right now.